Our story begins with war. A clashing of gods so destructive that nearly two-thirds of the population would not survive. They call this time the Calamity. In an effort to escape the decimation of the surface world, five families took refuge in an isolated area of the Underdark, drawn in by the innate well of magical power. Only to find that they were not the only ones drawn to the magic, and the denizens of the Dark would not let it go so easily. War waged both above and below. Until a device was crafted, an accumulation of five crafts bound as one to push back the evils of the darkness from whence they came. Now, centuries have passed, and a city has been forged in total isolation from the world above, and as such, the nameless city has known peace. However, nothing good ever truly lasts, and the darkness has always promised to come back. Now, faced with a resurgence of evils long since put at bay, three champions must rise, tasked with gathering an army strong enough to push back the darkness once and for all. These unsuspecting heroes must brave the world of the surface and the unknown dangers that lie in wait in order to save their city, their people, and any hope for the future that remains. Jazara Telena, a half-drow gloomstalker ranger, tasked with the protection of her companions and burdened with a dangerous curiosity for the unknown world above. She hunts the darkness with arrows more precise than the morals that dictate her aim. Ashakel, a dampier twilight cleric who walks the fine line between knowledge both sacred and forbidden. Under the caring eye of the Moonweaver and the otherworldly gaze of haunting red glow of the moon Brutus, she toes the line of darkness and light to bring forth the magic of twilight. Valkaria Nykor, a tiefling shadow sorceress, coalesced from arcane shadows and carved from the frozen flames of the deepest pits of the Nine Hells. Youth and duty clash within as the world before her unfolds. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. It's Misty. It's Ani. And Erin. <laughs> She's dying. <laughs> she chokes on an ice cube. <laughs> no, they're slowly dying over there. And we haven't even started the campaign yet. Yeah. Haven't even started our session and already somebody's dead. Well, <laughs> she killed guess we'll have to, this episode <laughs> just took a, a turn. Now we're going to have a funeral for Asha. So, like, Asha was just got too stressed, and she's like, just now. I can't do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, so, last we left off, our party had boarded a ship, the Rimaraz, uh, in an effort to make its way to Selrenia. And their goal for in Selrenia is to find Morgo, uh, who is a druid of Selrenia and one of the heads of the town, uh, in order to try and convince her to come back to Pale Bank. Uh, in order to use her healing ability to buy the party more time to find a cure for the frozen sickness. And they boarded their boat, traveled across the ocean, had a bad time. Uh, Asha was almost lured into the ocean by a siren. 
Um, and then the ship was attacked by harpies, but of course not before Valkaria was temporarily turned into a potted plant. Um, and, and to be really visually specific, if anybody's ever seen the Vampire Suck movie, um, it's the giant cactus that the fake Bella Swan carries around with her, but purple. Just just for the visual <laughs> visual clarity of that. Um, and which you, a little spikier than your average cactus. That's very of true. Because she has horns. Anybody who wants to see like a visual representation of it can go on our Instagram because it is one of the photos on our Instagram that because we we did art for that as one of our episode arts. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so they fought off some harpies. We had our first death saving throws rolled for the campaign as a uh, sea king harpy uh, stabbed Jazara through the chest with a lightning javelin and. Uh, Jazara, for the first time, had to roll some death saving throws, and uh, we saw Asha's vampiric side come to the fore, and uh, Val got into a hissing match with the Sea King. (laughs) 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 And eventually, after a lot of damage on all sides, uh, the party was able, with the help of the crew, mind you, they were very helpful, Mostly, especially Plank Man. We love Plank we Man. We love you, Plank Man. I love Plank Man. He was very helpful. And uh, the party eventually defeated all of the harpies. There were some casualties, uh, some injuries, but surprisingly, no deaths. So that's always good, including the crew. Even the captain managed to make it, and the first mate who had been thrown overboard at one point. Um, she and, was not uh, happy being softy. She was. She was she was pissed. That one was pissed. But uh, eventually, the party made it out to the other side, and as of right now, has just pulled into port at Selenia. And y'all can uh, imagine that a Val is very happy to not be on. Yep, you guys are standing. Anymore. You guys are standing on the deck, about to disembark. Uh, and it's early. It's pretty early morning. You guys pulled into port uh, pretty early in the morning. And uh, the first mate is standing at uh, where the ramp leading down, because they put the ramp down to lead onto the uh, onto the dock and everything. And she's standing there uh, a couple feet from you guys. And uh, she turns to the party who's all gathered on the deck, and she says, Unfortunately, the ship took some damage while, well, battling a bunch of fucking seabirds. And uh, it's going to take us a day or two to repair it. So... You guys have to go find Morgo and see what you can do and any other business that you have here. But we're not setting sail back on the ocean, at least today. Between the supplies that we'll need to restock on and having to fix the uh, the ship. And she turns and gestures at, like, the sails that have all these rips and, like, claw marks through them where the harpies attacked it. And the party's uh, said, figuring, you know, maybe a day, an extra day for yeah. her estimate. <laughs> yeah. We're... The team is not complaining that we have at least two days before we have to <laughs> yeah. leave the thing. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. We're just nodding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, we can, if we push it and they have the supplies that we need and, and they're willing to trade with us, we should be able to get going tomorrow. And mm-hmm. uh, probably the afternoon, but we'll come find you when the ship is ready and let you know uh, how everything goes. But uh, it shouldn't be more than two days at the even at the latest, because at the very least, if we can't trade for new sails, we should be able to mend the ones we have. We'll try mending them anyway, just in case we ha- come across any more trouble. 
But uh, you let us know what you need. Or even if you're coming back on the ship at all, if you go by foot to wherever you need to go. Just let us know either way. Alrighty. Happy fixing. Now, I don't want to be on, I don't want to see the ocean for a while. Now, Val, don't trip over yourself down this gangplank. We're gonna need to arrive in one piece. Okay. <laughs> Valkaria, roll me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. Oh, not dear. <laughs> dexterity saving throw. Where's my dexterity? I thought this said Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. We don't Valkyria's talk about that one secret, anymore. Valkaria's secret backup character, Steve. <laughs> Gotta find a better name for that one. Because, you know, if I use, if I have a backup character, Steve, he's going to be very lethargic. Yeah. <laughs> 14. 14. You make it down, like, onto the dock just fine. Cool. Uh, you don't, you don't trip, a little wobbly, you don't I'm sure. You don't roll into the ocean. You know, you're so far, you're, you're good. So mm-hmm. who's going down first is the question. Going down first? Yeah. I, I'm not in much as much of a hurry as Me. this one is. Yeah, I'm going down first. Uh, Jazara will follow behind you, uh, and then directly behind her comes Sir Goosington, just waddling his little way down the little the little path onto the dock, and he's just waddling so hard, and Asha, you, you'll go down behind him. Uh, you guys make it onto the docks, there's dock workers around, and they're uh, helping out, and one of the... Uh, Literally, one of the people who works at the dock has approached the boat to talk to the first mate who's talking to him about getting supplies and things like that. And uh, you guys, are you going to head towards the town? Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds like a reasonable plan. Yeah. Right. I would like question. Which way to the nearest tavern? Mm-hmm. Are you sure uh, you can? your stomach can handle... Or do you just need food? Food and drink. Yeah, okay. So you approach, I'm assuming, one of the dock hands. And uh, just as he, you, he's a dwarven man, uh, probably middle-aged. You know, he's got a long, like, brown beard and stuff like that. He's got multiple layers on, and they're, like, rimmed with fur. He's got thick gloves on and things like that. And he starts to answer you. <clears throat> and as he starts to answer you, he's cut off by this really loud roar. And it's a huge, deep, loud roar sound. And all of you turn, and walking up towards the dock is the biggest fucking polar bear ever not this now. this thing at on all fours is eye level with you and it's shoot and it's just meandering down to right towards you guys and the, the dwarf just cuts off he doesn't seem alarmed either which is probably very surprising um none of you have seen a polar bear but well neither of you have seen a polar bear Desar might have seen one on patrol on the surface but certainly never one this big and have we ever the, seen a bear bear? <laughs> no. Probably not. No, we've never really seen a bear. Uh, so this is a brand new experience. And the dwarf doesn't seem surprised. He just kind of stands to the side a little bit and just watches as the polar bear uh, approaches. And uh, anything you're doing as the polar bear approaches. And it is just walking at you, by the way. It's not running or anything like that. Well, Val is leaning on her staff, just staring at it going, What? What is this? What now? Do I have to fight it? I don't want to fight. I'm hungry! 
Jazara kind of like she kind of shifts with like her, uh, her hand like on her bow, but she doesn't pull the bow off her shoulder or like pull an arrow or anything like that. She's just kind of like waiting to see what happens. Uh, Sir Goosington hides behind uh, Asha, like <laughs> like goes behind Asha's feet, pokes his head out, and he's just like looking from behind you, like Aah! coward. And I'm just gonna you know protect him with like okay. ends of my cloak, you know, kind of. <laughs> I don't know Aww. what the cloak's gonna do against the goose, but you know, or against the polar bear, I should say. <laughs> but Sir Goosington appreciates it either way. Um, <laughs> the polar bear just walks right up to you guys, gets probably within a couple of feet of you, kind of looks at you, gets real fucking close to each of your faces, takes a big old sniff before moving on to the next person, and uh, just kind of casually sniffs in Sir Goosington's direction. But, uh, uh, then after sniffs each of you kind of takes a step back and the dwarf and dock hand that's next to all of you who hasn't moved just says hey Morgo we've got some visitors here and the bear roars and shakes is like the whole body of this uh, polar bear shakes shimmers and then standing where there was a polar bear is now a dwarf a dwarven woman did you? Did I just hear Margo as in the healer we need to find Margo? Yeah, and this polar bear has just turned into a dwarf. And uh, you recall vaguely <clears throat> that Margo is a werebear. A werepolar bear. That's right. Yeah. A werepolar bear. So, and uh, she's a, uh, a dwarven woman, probably just north of middle-aged. Uh, she has brown hair. She's got a, a long beard. It has very intricate braids in it and very intricate beads that look like they're made out of bone. She's got a long, uh, well, what is a tall staff for her, but uh, comes up just over her head and just kind of like curls inwards into a spiral at the top. It's uh, made out of what looks like a bone. And at the very center, there's some kind of like green gem in it uh, hanging off of her in different like straps and different like strings and stuff like that. There's like bones and like shells and things all over her. And uh, she kind of like makes a little bit of a clattering sound as she walks because of it. And uh, she kind of straightens herself up and she like takes her staff and like hits it on the ground a couple of times. She says, visitors, what brings you to the town of Solrenia? You. She focuses on you. diplomacy. <laughs> and what pray tell about me brings you all the way here, little one. <laughs> little one. Uh, Healer Morgo, um, we come searching for the. You're gonna drive me nuts. I swear. Um, we come searching for the cure uh, for the ice sickness. The freezing sickness. Is Valkoria <laughs> laughing like that, or is it just I, Ani? I think it's just Ani, but Ani is distracting Aaron, so Asha is not sounding like a complete <laughs> putz right now. Just Aaron. Uh, Ani, do you need a minute? <laughs> She's fine. I'm good. That remains to be seen, but... <laughs> Uh, Morgo looks at you, the sickness. Which sickness? 
the freezing which of you are sick. sick and then she like waves her st her staff over all of you like which of you are are ill Val is just gonna like want like wave her hand around not us not us we come on behalf of our friends and Morgo as Val like waves around slams her stick like into Valkaria's head she's like you act oh. like you're ill <laughs> and well Val as you know cause don't take those shits decides to whack her back with her own staff and Asha's gonna grab <laughs> Val's hand before she... she tries to whack her <laughs> I'm gonna catch her mid whack okay and I'm going to be like, let's be nice. We need her, remember? Thank you. Feed me. We'll get you food if you're a good girl. Morgo focuses solely on uh, Asha at this point. <laughs> Which illness and who is afflicted, my dear? The freezing sick. Our friends are, <clears throat> the, our friends are sick and they have two beautiful little girls that are sick and we, we just need help. We came all this way. Jazara adds, she's like, we've come from Pale Bank. They have several people there have contracted the frozen sick illness. And uh, Morgan goes, ah, I was there not that long ago. A few months at best, uh, dealing with Ergon. He had contracted the illness. And Jazara nods, she said, yes, unfortunately, it seems that it's spread. There's been quite a few people inf infected with it. And uh, now it's... Uh, impacted a small family, including two little girls. And Margo looks a little grim at that, like at that news. And uh, uh, she looks at all of you and she says, so you've come here for my help. She says, I can't cure the, the illness. Like I, that I couldn't cure Ergon when I was there. What it, do you wish me to go for a reason? I can only prolong the inevitable. I guess we were wondering if you had found out anything else um, since you were there, if anything at all, any research, any, maybe somewhere else we need to go to find answers. She, she takes a moment and she says, well, I asked a bit around about Ergon's last adventure out into the, into the wilds. The, after I came back from dealing with him and his illness and the last trip he'd been on, uh, he had gone with Orvo and they weren't looking for Aeorian ruins and any, you know, any relics or anything that came from there, as everyone here does. And she gestures at the village. We are, the entire purpose of our village is to lead explorers into the wilds. Most people come for the purposes of looking for the runes. Some people come just to look for knowledge. Some come just for the thrill of hunting something bigger than them. And the entire purpose here is a village full of guides. We could run expeditions throughout here all year round as people from as far as Uthadurn, the Dwindalian Empire, and recently all the way down in Jorhas come looking for relics and things of unique magical nature. I asked around with who had traveled with Ergon the latest, and that was Orvo. And she gestures at the town. You can find him in the town. I can introduce you if you'd like. Uh, if anybody would know if what happened and the illness came from something they had found in their last expedition, he would likely know where it came from. And while I don't know where they went, he would, and he might be able to tell you or show you where they went. It might help, at the very least, give you some clues. 
Well, I guess we're here. I think it would be a good start. She says, I'll sh I can food. show you. She's like, I can I can introduce you to him. And Jazara says, we were hoping you would go to Pale Bank. And Morgo kind of like raises an eyebrow at that. She says, the, Jazara says, the two part of the family that was infected, two of them are little girls. And we were told they'd likely have less time than the adults would when it comes to the illness. And Morgo nods. And Jazara continues and she says, we were hoping you could buy us some more time to try and find a cure. I know you can't cure them entirely, but if you could just buy us some more time that we could use to find this illness, because we don't really know where to look for the most part or where to go or how long it'll take us. Any time you could, you could get us would be great. And uh, Morgo, she thinks, you know, she thinks about it for a moment. She says, I will have to speak with some of the other people in the village. I was supposed to run an expedition, but for this, she says, I will, I will see what I can do. And uh, she guesses you guys to follow her into town. And she's like, I will show you around the town and uh, I will introduce you to Orville if you would like. Yes, that would be great. And uh, so she starts leading you guys into the town and it's pretty small. Like it's, it's only a little bigger than Pale Bank. Um, but what you notice most about it is that instead of like permanent structures, it's mostly large yurts and uh, other similar structures that look like they can be taken down or moved if necessary with a lot of like effort, but they could, <clears throat> all of the structures in town could be moved with the exception of one. And that is a multi-story uh, building in the direct center of the town and it surprises you simply for the fact that it's the tallest building you've seen on the surface so far at what looks like two maybe three stories depending on uh, how the roof is and it's very pointed at the very top and uh, this one's made out of solid very heavy wood and, and almost complete logs and uh, there's a couple of structures around that look like they might be you know, semi-permanent and then are made out of wood, but this is the only one that looks like this is a large permanent structure. And uh, as she's taking you through, and you you see groups of people standing around, like fires and stuff like that. Some people are packing to what looks like to be leading expeditions. You can tell immediately that there are some people, just by the way they're dressed, that are not from here. Some of them are wearing, like, bright colors. Some of them are wearing, like, solid reds and just different things that don't look like they blend in with the environment. So you can kind of guess that these are some people from, like, who aren't from the town or maybe even from Isilcross in general. Uh, so that these might be people who've hired these people as guides to lead them out into uh, expeditions. And she gestures at a couple, uh, including a group that's in solid reds and like heavy furs. Gives a little bit of, uh, their outfits give a little bit of like winter Russian coats kind of a vibe. And uh, she gestures okay. uh, at some of them as she walks by and she says, we're about to lead a party of uh, Dwindalian soldiers out for one of the Aorian ruins. We've lead expeditions like this all year round for different interested parties. And so the name of the game up here, or at least for Sylrenia, is exploration. We don't have a lot of rules, but the number one rule here is to have each other's back. So if you do end up going out into the wilds with anybody here, do remember that. That if you do decide not to have the back of anybody here, uh, Sylrenia never forgets. And uh, she, 
as she continues to walk. She gestures at that really tall building, and uh, she says, This is the buyer's hut. If you're looking to purchase anything, you can do so here. And uh, you pass by that building, and you pass by a couple of more, like, tents and things like that. And uh, she gestures to one, and it's a yurt. It's it's not huge, but it's, it's a fairly good size like it uh it looks like it's a a single structure meant for maybe like one or two people and she says if you're planning on spending the night which judging by the state of the ship you came in i would say so (laughs) you can borrow (laughs) she says you look like you had a rough time on those seas just a bit uh she gestures at the yurt and she says uh this one in particular this is burton's yurt well, it was Burton's yurt. What happened to Burton? Oh, she kind of like sighs and then she as she stares at what it looks like a, a it's a new looking yurt to be fair. Like it's it's a it's a nice <clears throat> yurt. It looks new. It's uh it's just kind of unused in appearance. And she says Burton was a rich man who fancied himself an explorer, a warrior, and uh, the best that Tal- that Taldore had to offer. So he fool. Was, Got it. He was wrong in every account. <laughs> and instead of going out into the wilds and finding adventure, he found the inside of his saber-toothed tiger instead. Well, he thank built you, this, Burton, for your stupidity. He built this yurt didn't really get much of a chance to use it because he was eaten on his first trip out. So, while you're here, you could use it. It's not like he'll miss it. There's plenty of supplies and other things involved inside that you're welcome to, if you'd like. And, uh, you can spend the night here for when you're, uh, looking for a bit of a rest. For now, for as long as you're here, it's yours. Would you prefer to take a moment here or would you like to go meet uh, Orvo first? Please tell me Orvo is near a tavern. There are no taverns here. Food? Is he near food? He likely has food. Your yurt would have food as well. There's no food, restaurants, taverns, any of that. You won't find that here. I think my friend might need a, a break to get a little breakfast here at the, well, you know, real quick. We'll take a second so she doesn't lose her damn mind. And uh, Morgo nods, and she gestures with her staff. She says, well, in with you then, because she gestures at your temporary uh, living quarters. And she says, don't go and posing on the people here and trying to get food from them. Go cook it yourself. When you're done, just ask around. Somebody will point you to, towards Orvo. And mm-hmm. she starts walking away. Yeah. What kind of place doesn't have freaking food for sale? She just said you had to make your own food. And she said we'd have food in the Yurt. Burton's Yurtin. <laughs> Sorry, that Burton's just... Yurtin. Burton's Yurtin. Burton's Yurtin. Burton's Yurtin. Anyway. I heard Michael Burton stock this Yurtin before he left. Well, that's what she said. So let's let's go find you a snack. <laughs> so there's some, a little bit of a... What looks like a well-built little staircase that leads up into this Yurt that's kept up off of the snow. And uh, the base of it's all made out of wood. And there's a, a flap that's kind of like tied at the bottom to keep it closed. And Jazara will reach over there and like pull it back. 
and uh, you step into this completely circular yurt. Um, and as soon as you walk in, there's some like fur rugs on the ground. You can see uh, to the one side, there's a large fireplace and there's some like couches and lounging chairs over there on one side. There's what looks like a makeshift kitchen on the other. It's got like a, just a nice counter with a basin and a couple of stools around it. There's some miscellaneous pots here and there. There's a bunch of like crates around that are unopened um, and they don't look like they were ever opened. And uh, there's looks like somebody didn't finish unpacking, basically. And uh, there's some, you know, the, the couches are plush. The fire is not lit, but you can light that because there's still wood in it. Um, on the right side, there looks like there's a, a low level of a, like a sleeping quarter. It's not multi-floored, but it's just multi-like levels, basically. Okay. So like it's a <clears throat> the the sleeping area. Yeah, like the sleeping area is kind of like stepped down to get, like, yeah. get into it. But there's, and everything is very like, nice and expensive and incredibly impractical looking for this kind of it's, weather looks like glamping right yeah it, it pretty much it looks like glamping there's uh some shelves with some books on it there's a couple of boxes in front that have like books and little trinkets in it um and if as you like to almost your immediate left there's like a half wall it's probably like a three-fourths wall i should say mm -hmm. and uh, if you walk around it you can look in and see there is a uh, a tub that's there and uh, with, like a sink and a wash basin and everything it looks like it's set up with like uh where the spout on the bathtub is looks like there's magical runes on it so Ash it is still like... listening she's running to the tub <laughs> goodbye <laughs> ash is just throwing her Gone. like outfit on the ground as she's running towards the tub and uh, ash and just <laughs> you just slam like the curtain that divides the area just closed and you guys hear the sound of like running water as ash activates the uh the little water room and the and steam the starts to waft uh, above the little yep. wall there's and like it's... boxes of like unopened vials of all kinds of like bathing like oils and soaps and like this that ah! and the other thing <laughs> and so... you just hear squeals of delight <laughs> <laughs> as ash is so ready for a nice delightfully warm bath and uh, Jazara just kind of looks at Val and, and she just chuckles. Val immediately goes rummaging through the entire yurt, trying to be like, just mumbling to herself, all right, Brandon, or Burton, whatever the Brandon? fuck your name is. Whatever the fuck your name is, sir. God damn it, Brandon. Every time she says his name, it's just going to be different B names. Oh, I would love that. Uh, all right, you go... what do you have in this damn yurt? You go digging around a little bit, and Jazara, like, after she, like, makes sure that Sir Goosington comes inside, and he, like, waddles in, you know, and he starts exploring the place. And, Tell me uh, he goes to check on Asha as she's squealing because he hears water splashing. No, he's actually going to go start poking around at some of the boxes and stuff okay. like that, climbing on top of stuff, but curiously high on top of stuff. And Jazara's going to, like, tie little the... Little goosey feet. Uh-huh. Zara ties the little flap closed as uh, and uh, Val, as you go digging around for food, you, as you go into like the little makeshift kitchen area, uh, you start pulling like boxes open of, of dried goods and stuff like that. Jazara uh, will start the fire in the fireplace to get that going. You can and tell you who can the find... practical one in the group is. Yep. <laughs> it's like, it's cold. Jazara's cold. She don't want to be cold no more. So. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can find some food. There's definitely some things that you guys, uh, can eat. There's enough to, like, actually cook, like, a, a full meal and stuff like that. It might not be the world's greatest stuff, but it's, like, a lot of, um, root vegetables and things like that that have survived really well in the cold. 
And uh, yeah, you guys can start putting together a, uh, a stew if you would like. Is there butter? Is there butter? There's no <laughs> butter. Damn it. <laughs> Think non-perishables. <laughs> if there is butter, it's, it's not good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the stew will take a little while, but you guys start putting that together. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I think Val still has some possibly uh, fish still in her bra if she wants to eat those. She can eat that. No one else will. <laughs> No one else touching it. It just depends on how hungry uh, Valkaria is. Is she hungry enough to eat the brawfish? What Val is actually going to do is while Asha is taking her lovely bath and taking her sweet ass time, Uh um, and the stew is being prepared, Val is going to roast some of her pears on the open fire. Mm. Okay. Okay, that's pretty good. And uh, you start setting that up. You might have to go outside and like try to get some like sticks to like put them pairs on the end of that way because you don't have like mm. there's not a lot in your repertoire of stuff you can use to do that. So you can uh, start roasting some pears alongside making your stew. Jazara uh, is gonna start like taking off like some of her armor and stuff like that so she can start cleaning it with some of the oils and stuff that she finds because she wears leather armor so she can start cleaning that off while uh, Asha enjoys her bath with the intent that uh, and assumption that you guys will just rotate you know like when mm-hmm. Asha's done somebody else will go take a bath and all that so you can start- you can hear Asha humming to herself because she's getting squeaky clean getting squeaky clean you can see just like uh, out from that like that wall that because it doesn't reach the ceiling just like mm-hmm. bubbles start coming up because <laughs> someone's like, having a good time and at some point like sir goosington after like he he's in a box like he gets on top of a box he like it's open on the top he's looking at it he falls in the box freaks <laughs> out wiggles really hard the box tumbles off of the tower of boxes he spills out of the box totally indignant and wanders into like the bathing area where ash is and just like pops himself up into the tub and just floats around the top of Asha's bathtub for a <laughs> and asha is not even upset because she's just so content in her with her cleanliness face. and she's brushing out her hair because boy there are some snarls and she's using the bath oils to Yep. Comb it out. Sir Goosington gets like bubbles on top of his little head. And then Asha makes it into a crown. (laughs) Yeah. He he spent that time, like when he has his bubble crown, his head is so high and like he just looks like he is the most royal goose (laughs) as like he sails around. And they're just co-conspirators in the bathroom. Uh And Uh, uh, Val is just going to slowly and quietly walk walk up to the side of the curtain of the shower. Uh-huh. And just like crunch on her pears that she's roasted while she's watching Asha and Sir Goosington act the fool. Chazara's gonna come up behind you and like directly behind her door <laughs> so that she's like right behind your ear and she's gonna go, Why are you watching Asha in the bath? <laughs> and you're gonna have to explain yourself. <laughs> crunch. I wanna see if the goose is a perv. And the and the goose is just sitting there happy as can be with his little bubble crown. Yeah, and like and Zara glances at the goose who's just having a good time with bubbles. And then back Ari and like, yeah, the goose is being her. Literally. The goose is just happy as shit. And Osh is happy as shit. And reluctantly she starts to shut off the bubbles, pats Sir Goosington on the head and says, Okay. 
I'm getting out. And she pulls the plug on the bath, so you best run. Jazara <laughs> grabs the back of, like, Valkyria's cloak and starts pulling her away. It's just like, go do something else, you perv. <laughs> yeah, perv. Back the, and, like, kind of, like, Jazz kind of, like, kicks you in the butt a little bit. Goes, she tells you to go check out the stew. <laughs> when and, did I become freaking cook kitchen maid? The moment you decided that when you were idle, you were going to be a perv. <laughs> mm. And Asha knows none of this, so she comes out um, in, a, in her, like, last clean, like, you know, little bit of yeah. clothing. And because she's going to wash the shit out of those other clothes. Well, you if can find, too, like, in some of these crates and stuff like that, that there's, like, silk robes and, like, just ridiculous, unpractical stuff. So that if Asha wanted to wash her clothes, like there is something she could wear while she's doing that. Well, I figure she has like a like a last like tunic, you know, that she's yeah. wearing, and then she will go raid the and she's gonna go raid the things now. Okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, and as she does, she'll be like, "That bath was for everybody's sake, so don't complain." Jazara <laughs> <laughs> uh, will hand you like a bottle of uh, oil for your armor, so you can clean that off. Cool. And uh, like yeah, shine your armor and everything, yeah. On it and stuff. Yeah. So uh, the stew is still cooking, and Jazara will say, "Who wants to take a bath next?" Me. All right. And Yay. Sir Goosington like waddles out of the bath, and uh, he starts. He just kind of like goes and he sits by the fire and starts like uh, he spreads his wings so that he'll, they'll dry off, so he can dry off, and he just like spreads his wings really far. And then, like, he's just kind of tilts his head back like he's enjoying the fire. And then every once in a while, he'll rotate around. Get some of the other other <laughs> feathers. Then he'll rotate the other way. You know, make sure he warms his little booty. Sticks his little oh. tail feathers in the air. So, like, sure the rest of, like, everybody gets cleaned up. And Val goes and takes a bath. And uh, Jazara uh, finishes with the stew and everything like that. Or, like, she finishes any prep that needs to be done. And... Uh, it's just simmering while uh, Val's in the bath. Uh, Val, do you do anything particular while you're in the bath? Or? Oh, yeah. The two of you, you get to hear a giant kerplunk as Val just throws herself into the bathtub and then turns the water on. And you just hear a splash, And then everybody turns. And then, the, <laughs> like, the little entryway that has, like, the little flap on it, you just see water start to pool out of it. <laughs> and your once full bathtub now has about half the water in it. So. Doesn't even cover the titties. <laughs> nope. Like, comes up over the ass, and that's just about it, girl. <laughs> no, see, see Val all the necessary. No, no, see Val plunked into the bathtub before she turned the water on, so it just went straight oh. into the middle. Ow! Lucky you don't Ow. break your tail. Yeah. Val's tired. She's plunked into the bathtub, fills it with nice hot water, and you just hear like the deepest sigh. And, and it bubbles as like Val sinks under the water. Yeah, just you just hear like a little bit of bubbles, and then it goes quiet for the next like however long she's in the bathtub. And okay. whether or not you guys are concerned, I don't know. But Val is just there is just silence. No, we're appreciating the novelty. Of <laughs> Zara and Asha just sit like by the fire and they're like cleaning stuff in just complete companionable silence. <laughs> they, just, they just start cleaning things, you know, mending some things here and there that have rips in it, all that, getting ready to like gathering the dirty clothes like for washing and stuff like that. Uh, and is gonna the crates even more. And oh, yeah. Val is just submerged in extremely hot water. Mm -hmm. 
Jazara will uh, raid some of the crates for like a like a clean tunic set and stuff like that, and she'll go and she'll hang it on the uh, hook uh, just outside of the bathing area for Val, and she'll call over the wall that there's clean clothes for Val when she's ready so that they can wash everything. And uh, however long Val spins in there, like the stew is still simmering and stuff like that, and I assume eventually Val gets out of the bath? Yeah, yeah, she does. And you kind of hear um, a tussle as she tries to get out because she's been underwater for so long and she's just her muscles are nice and relaxed. She kind of clamors out of the tub. Like, she just like she's just jelly, like so you hear her tail thump to the floor, you know, just kind of scrape behind her. And There's a wet scream. splat sound. <laughs> she just like half falls out of the tub. And her tail just kind of drags, you know, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a little bit of like some splashing, some splooshing, and just a hard. Yep. <laughs> and like Val's hand like comes through like where the little tent flap is for like the bathing area and just like flings all over the wall looking for like the clothes and grabs all of them and yanks until she gets them in. <laughs> Why them. is it me? Why is it you? Because we know you. <laughs> we've met. <laughs> we've met. We've we've seen you. You know. We've encountered one another before. So, and you know, eventually, like Val, you come out and you're dressed in like these new clothes. You've got like a little, um, you found a little vial of like oils that are really good for like your horns that you can use to, for your horns and like the tip of your tail too. And uh, so you take that, maybe uh, you go sit by the fire while uh, the stew simmers and like check on that. Jazara will go get ready for her bath. And, uh, She'll go and like she'll fill up the tub and everything, and she'll get in the bath and just immediately just full body sinks under <laughs> the water, and just stays there for as long as she can hold her breath. <laughs> and it just stays. Really, these three women have had a day or a week. It's uh, yeah. just like a week and a half. Like Jesus, so. She just stays into the water for literally as long as she can hold her breath. <laughs> Which, by the way, in D&D, I think it's the, uh, for every certain amount of your constitution, I think it's a minute you can stay underwater. So Jazar is underwater for like a solid couple minutes. <laughs> and yep. no one even thinks to be worried because Jazz is a tough bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh, she stays under there for a while. She just kind of, like, rummages through, like, the box of all of the soaps and everything. Tries to, like, opens a bunch of them, like, smells them. Some of them, like, <laughs> And she just, like, flunks back in the box. And uh, she finds, like, a, like, a really nice, like, jasmine-smelling one. And, like, she'll use that. And she gets really clean and just enjoys the feeling of being clean. Clean. <laughs> And uh, she'll, when she gets out, like, and she's, you know, she's in there for a little while, just, just enjoying it. And, like, she uses some oils and stuff like that on, like, some of the calluses she gets from using her bow. And uh, maybe, like, pockets one just to keep for the future, just because. <laughs> just, because just, just... you never know when you're not going to see some lotions and soaps. and exactly. Braxton's not going to miss it. No. Yeah, it's not like Braxton. <laughs> And, and to be fair, like, Morgo did tell you guys just to help yourselves, so. <laughs> Hell yeah. So you guys spend, the, you know, most of the morning and into the early afternoon getting clean, cleaning all your stuff. Uh, after everybody's done with the bath, uh, you guys serve up some stew 
And uh, there's plenty like left over so that you guys can have some later if you need to. And you kind of just leave it over the fire a little bit. Um, Jazara serves up a little bowl for Sir Goosington. And uh, who just immediately sticks his face directly in the bowl. And you just hear bubbling noises. <laughs> it's like he... Sir. He picks sir, up I thought you were supposed to have decorum. And he, you watch as he takes like a large piece of like uh, like a vegetable out and just tilts his head back like, nah, 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 as he eats it and then looks at you mm-hmm. and then just, just goes back to eating, puts his face immediately back in the bowl and you hear like these bubbly noises. And okay. uh, yeah, he has a good time. He, he's having he's having fun. Um, after you guys are uh, are done uh, eating, Jazara mm-hmm. goes and like with your guys' help throws all of the clothes like in the wash basin that you guys had just used mm-hmm. and you guys start cleaning everything and uh, uh, hanging some stuff around the fire for everything to dry off for a bit and, you know cleaning your armors and like cleaning your boots and everything like that just getting clean after all the shit you've been through and uh, why you guys have some downtime is there anything specific you'd like to do um, I mean, I'm very curious about the, uh, the stores, so what's in the crates, like, I sure. just want to see if there's anything completely and totally ridiculous, but usable. Sure. Oh, so you want to just loot through the year? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figured we'd be looting it up regardless. Yeah. But Asha's curiosity is overpeaked. her. Well, let's find out what kind of stuff is in here. By the way, uh-huh. does the wild magic thing still apply while we're in Sylvania? It will apply everywhere up here. Okay. Cool. Do you have the dice thing ready? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, oh um, she's she's made the uh, she, she's made subclasses. Mm-hmm. So like, if we land on a plant one, and if we roll on it again, there'll be a new plants. Of plants. <laughs> Oh, also, I gave her another idea, thanks to Hogwarts Legacy, that if we eat things, they could also have an effect. <laughs> like, we don't know. Why would you do that? Because <laughs> 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 oh, She's like, oh, God, okay. It came, it came to me while I'm playing Hogwarts Legacy that, like, my character, I kid you not, if I see the, the interact button anytime I'm around something, I will do it. So my, my character just walks into random people's houses and eats and drinks their shit. Just... <laughs> I want you to repeat that sentence back to yourself. (laughs) Eats and drinks whatever she can (laughs) interact with. Thank you. There you go. So I ate something. It looked like some kind of jelly bean. And I just started to levitate for a little bit and then come back down. And I'm like, that's never happened before. (laughs) So I eat peanuts and pears and pastries. Okay, why would... Okay. I mean, there's a deeper question here. (laughs) Why would you eat anything that you couldn't automatically identify at Hogwarts? (laughs) Because I don't... Why not? Maybe I'll look, uh, unlock some achievement for just eating everything I come into contact with. That is one way of looking at it, I guess. I mean, I, that's a thing, I guess. Sure. <laughs> I guess. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. You've, you want to look through some of the stuff. Yeah. And so... Roll me a d6. Okay. Two. Three. Okay. 
Um, do you guys, one of you have the random number generator link? Yes. Okay. Uh, we'll start with Asha. So, uh, uh, Asha, go ahead and roll me a D100, please. Okay. 75. All right. So you're digging through the crates, and uh, one of the crates that you open and, like, you kind of, like, pry it off, because a lot of these haven't been opened before, and it takes you a second, but you, like, you wedge it open, and there's, like, a bunch of, like, um, just, like, packing, like, cloths and stuff like that, just in there, kind of, like, keeping, uh, just to the edges around the case, and directly in the center of it is this little, maybe, like, four or five inches tall, a little bronze statue of a, uh, goblin carrying a knife in both hands and, like, one knife in his teeth. And it's just there. It's the only thing in it besides like some packing material. Alrighty, let me. So is he more valuable in dollars, or is there something um, about he's, him? He's made out of bronze. Like if you pick it up, like it's you know it it seems like it's solid. So mm-hmm. if I was gonna, we'll say twenty five gold for the something solid bronze. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I wonder what why this little friend was important enough for uh, <laughs> for Asha to take Brizard to take Brizard like Brazier <laughs> every um, B name you could think of it is not Burton yeah all right uh, Val roll me a D one hundred six sure <laughs> great what you- I get. You open in like this this small box, right? And uh, you know it, it's it's longer than it is wide, uh, and you just like kind of pop the top off of it. And sitting in like this pillowcase is a very beautiful, ornate looking wand. Ooh, what's this do? You gonna swish and flick and find out? <laughs> yes. All right. You swish and you flick, and a giant splatter of colorful paint flicks and hits the other wall. Val just looks at this thing in her hand, looks at the color, looks at her hand, looks at her friends, looks at the goose, <laughs> looks at the wand in their hand. And everybody's <laughs> looking at the paint. And the Aim paint, like, after me, a minute, like, you... like, the paint dissipates after, after like, a few seconds, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is Jazara doing currently? Uh, is like, probably rummaging through another crate. Okay, while well, she's unaware, Val is going to swish and flick at J- Jazz's ass. Roll me a d4. <clears throat> d4? Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> How much damage am I gonna get from doing this to Jazz? I didn't say it was damage. <laughs> you have a 1 in 4 chance of that damn thing exploding. <laughs> does, does, and, does this wand count as the wild magic, too? Uh, it does not, because it's an item. Okay. Okay, okay. Three. Three? Alright, so you... Ding, 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 you're a loser! No, I'm just kidding. You hit in the ass with a paint splatter. She turns around in her freshly cleaned clothing, looks at you, looks at the paint, looks at you, stops what she's doing, walks over... Asha starts to cautiously move out of the line of fire. She gathers up her goosing pin... And she's going behind some large uh, 
protective <laughs> objects. Here's the question for you. What are you doing? Are you, you going to watch her approach you? Uh, <laughs> she's she's like, walking well, towards you. So are you going to just stand back away with violence away in her me. eyes? <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jazara's going to tackle you. <laughs> Make a dexterity saving throw. God, I hope she fucks this up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Jazara fully tackles you to the ground. <laughs> can, it, can, it, can it be that Ashley tackles me and I'm like holding on to this wand that like as I'm falling my hand accidentally makes a swishing flick and it hits Ashley? <laughs> sure. You, swish, <laughs> you flick. This time because it's an accident, I'm going to make you roll to try and hit Asha. So roll me a d20 plus five. Against Ash's armor class. Nine. Nine. You miss Ash. It zooms right <coughs> past her face and hits the wall. And uh, Jazara's going to start beating you with whatever pillows and blankets and anything else she can find. And just starts throwing them at you. And now she's going to try and wrestle that wand away from you. What the fuck? These are clean! These are clean! It just bam! bam no! Bam. My! My wand! <laughs> Give me that motherfucker! Give it to no, me! Mine! Give me! Mine! You bitch! My, uh, my paint stick! Make a strength saving throw. And Asha is beside herself, <laughs> laughing in the corner. Goose clutched to her chest. Because <laughs> no one will hurt the goose. Eleven. Eleven? Ooh, you tied with uh, Jazz also got an 11. So you're you're both like holding on to this wand and she's trying to tug it from you. Go ahead and roll again. 18. Uh, a non-natural 20. So Jazara grabs it from you and she just starts swishing and flicking it at you. <laughs> just splat, 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 splat. <laughs> seconds like the paint on you and Jazara both like dissipates with no like recollection that it was there but uh yeah you get derailed for like 20 minutes into like just <laughs> wrestling and paint war so well and then I'm sure it devolves into the psychotic laughter where you just lay on the floor and like uh -huh. you, you, your lungs just seize <coughs> yeah. and you feel it in your back yeah yep Jazara's like holding on to the wand to keep her from Val, but she's laying on her back, like on the floor next to Val, just laughing her ass off. And just every once in a while, she'll just reach over and just go splat just against Val. But I found it. Asha slowly gets closer, but still out of range. Clutching the goose. Goose is still well protected in her grasp. <laughs> Clutching him for dear life. <laughs> I don't know if he wants to join the fight or not, but he's going to be my little feathery shield. His feathers are freshly cleaned. He has no intentions of getting them dirty. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. 
And Jazara's uh, going to take the wand and she's going to hand it to Asha. She's like, please don't let her have this again. And Asha's going to take it and throw it into... Can I throw it into uh, Jazz's... Um, the quiver. The quiver, yeah. Yeah, sure. You can just plop and it in there. Gonna, and she's just going to... And shut that damn thing so tight. And not that double knots will really deter Val, but Y'all it makes no a fun. point. Y'all are no fun. Fair. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> you guys want to keep digging through some stuff, or yeah, yeah, that was okay. Funny. Uh, Asha, go ahead and roll me a d100, please. Uh, 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 uh. Fifty-three. Fifty-three. You open uh, this box, and as you're rummaging through it, and there's a, it's a small box, a couple inches by uh, maybe like four uh, by four inches. And it has a little latch on it, so you just like pop the little latch uh, open, and as you open it, uh, you hear a rivet sound, and a frog jumps out of it. <laughs> it rivets you how- a couple of times as it like is hopping along the floor. And I'm just like <laughs> frozen with the little box open. Uh huh. With <laughs> Val is silently giggling. I'm surprised Val isn't chasing it so <laughs> catch a little friend. <laughs> like, the frog, like, does a couple more hops, you know, it, it mm-hmm. like, makes its way around the room a little, and, uh, it's about that time that, uh, the frog kind of look, looks around, you know, looks at you guys, uh, its eyes go red, it grows fangs, and it goes ribbit with, like, this deep, horrible sound. That sounds Val is now so very de- interested. So demonic. <laughs> and then it just starts, its whole body just starts to swell until it's about the size of a basketball. It makes it a horrible rivet sound as it opens its mouth like this black, just void can be seen <laughs> in it. <laughs> and its mouth keeps opening until it's more than half of its body. And then it just. <laughs> it opens like this huge maw. And then this, it makes this horrible, piercing, like, deep, guttural screaming noise, and then vanishes in a puff of smoke. Okay, I think I've had enough of what's in the crates. We're sticking to food items only for for me. Uh, I wonder what you just unleashed, Asha. I'm going to try not to think about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Does Val keep looking through things? Oh, yeah. All right, roll me a d100. 68. Uh, you find this little uh, ceramic jar. It's probably about, I don't know, six inches tall. It looks like it's uh, made out of, like, some nice ceramics. It's painted and everything like that. It's got a nice sheen to it. Um, it's got a little lid on the top of it. Um, you want to open it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you open it. And the second you open it, you hear this howling sound. And all of these little spirit little little wisps rush out of it, probably about a hundred of them, rush out of it, start swirling around the room, screaming Bloody Mary, and just start howling and whipping like wind all throughout the room. And uh, you are in a tornado of spirits. Asha, can I have my little wand back? <laughs> And you can barely hear each other over the rushing of the wind 
as these spirits just swirl across the room. They're knocking books off the shelves. Sir Goosington's freaking the fuck out. He runs into a crate and like slams it so that it collapses over the top of him. So he's like hitting himself in a crate. And Jazara, who is digging through another box, is screaming at you to put the lid back on it. Put, put it back. Put it back. Put it fucking back, Nakari. Put it back. Put it what? back. Put what back? Oh. And she's just making the gesture of like putting the lid back on the jar, like from afar. You opened it. You put lid back. I was just like, uh, uh, okay, is that gonna work? Clink. And the second you put the lid back on it, all of the wind just dissipates. Huh. Do not <laughs> even think about opening it again. Don't keep that. Use as a... Do not keep that. That is. I, we no. can use it as a weapon! How? You, you see an enemy, you bring it? out the jar, uncork it, then cork it back. Yeah, it'll just make all of my arrows fly in a circle. That's great. Just what we need. Uh-huh, yeah, yep, yeah, nope, that's all. I can just see all the useful potential of that. Sure. I'll leave the weird, wispy ceramic jar in Brady's beard. Nobody needs that. Just no one fucking needs that. And Asha has uh, sworn off the rest of the box because No I don't more know demonic what, ribbits for you? I don't know what... Uh, Bumbledick, Humperdink, uh, Bumbledick. <laughs> was packing, but uh, he's crazy, and uh, we don't we don't need that uh, in this very tiny space. Mm-mm. So I rolled uh, for Jazz to see what she get, and I picked a different table to pull this off of. Um, she got seventy four. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, what the title of this book that she has found is called. Are you ready? Yes. Fifty Shades of Drow. <laughs> part oh, history, that. part history, part fan fiction, starring Lolf, <laughs> the fucking evil drow queen. Hmm. Written by an admirer. I I hope so. Maybe written by Lolf herself. Who knows? But uh, Jazara has found a book called Fifty Shades of Drow. Looks at it and then just slowly puts it back in the box. Puts the lid on the box. Puts another box on the box. Puts the snack box on that box and walks away. (laughs) Everybody has had enough of what's in the boxes. Yep. So... Uh, <laughs> I love that there are multiple tables of what's in the box. <laughs> I've pulled up some tables from uh, D&D Speak and they're things like just, uh, you know, like a hundred books, a hundred like weird pun items, like some mysterious trinkets. There's one that's like things I found in a haunted house and stuff like that. So I pulled a little bit from everything. So um, <laughs> any more box hunting? No. No, I think we've all learned our lesson. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're all a little scared at this point. That's valid. It's really valid. So, um, so maybe we should uh, go find Orvo. Yeah, get get dressed and go find yeah. something. So you guys have uh, gotten cleaned up. Your clothes are dry. You've cleaned up some of the mess that was made in your search for through stuff. Um, and uh, while you guys are like putting some stuff back, 
you know, one of you picks up the box that Sir Goosington's hiding himself in, and he, like, <laughs> pops out of the box, just kind of shakes himself, looks around, and waddles out the front door. You're welcome! And, and he, you don't hear anything, you just see his little tail feathers swish as he goes out the door. Yep. And uh, Sir Goosington walks out to the town. You guys, like, put some stuff away, and uh, you're gonna go see if you can find uh, Orvo? Yeah, might as well. Alright, so you guys, uh, now that you've got all of your fresh, clean clothes back on, you've had some brunch, basically. You've caused a little bit of chaos for the morning. <laughs> and uh, you walk out into the town, and uh, there's people, like, all around. You can stop pretty much anybody who's walking by and <laughs> uh, ask for directions towards uh, where Orvo would live. Um, and uh, it, the town's not so big that people don't know, so they point you toward in the direction of his yurt. And you have to ask for directions a couple times, but you notice as people give you directions, they give you directions in relation to where the buyer's hut is. It'll be like, oh. oh, yeah, you know, it's on the other side of the buyer's hut, like two yurts over, you know, and like no matter where you are, they give you directions based on relation to the to the hut. So uh, you kind of like make your way like around town a little bit. It's a little busy. Anything you want to do while you're looking for Orvo's place? Um, not that I necessarily want to do it right now. We can do it on the way back. But uh, Asha did bring the uh, goblin statue and fully intends to trade for something. Okay. Uh, so she guys... doesn't know what yet, but she figures it's got to be worth <clears throat> something. So yeah, yeah, Val would like to check out the buyers. The buyers station, hut, yeah. tent, whatever. Yeah, Jazara uh, agrees, and she's like, "Yeah, I'd like to go. You know, when we're done talking to Orvo, let's go uh, see if we can find some supplies and things like that. Because th no matter what happens in the future, we're gonna need some stuff. So." You guys uh, make your way uh, over around. You ask for directions, and you uh, approach like a smallish yurt, um, but outside of it is is a nice sized fire, and there's a young dwarven man sitting uh, in front of the fire, right in front of you. He's uh, got short hair uh, on top, but uh, he's got a very nice beard. It's not as long as some of the ones that you've seen so far, but it's well kept. Um, you think that it means that he's. Uh, that he's young and uh, it's got a couple of braids in it with a you know a few beads here and there. You guys have lived in the nameless city that has a lot of dwarves in it, so you know that like the length of the beard also is an indication of age. So he's younger, not like super young, but maybe a little younger than you guys. Um, if you're gonna like in, in human years, 19, 20ish. Um, so he's a little on the on the young <laughs> side, but he's got a uh, a large hammer like sitting next to him and uh, he's polishing an axe. <laughs> as he sits in front of the fire. And uh, you guys approach. Hammer! <laughs> God. That's all I can think of. No. Um, <laughs> no. Um, Asha's gonna try and take the lead on this one, I guess. I'm just gonna be like... You see Val start to open her mouth and just, just step no. forward. And I'm the far the longer that Val is away from her duties and shit in the in the nameless city, the more she loses every sense of decorum that was instilled in her. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> Asha I knows. Can see why your mother was as stressed as she was. Just to be fair. Um so Asha's gonna step forward and say, uh Hi, uh uh, are you, are you Orvo? I, uh, I am. Uh, who are you? How may I help you? The one you need to know. Uh, 
Mor- uh, Morgo told us that you uh, traveled with Ergon. I, I, uh, my uh, last, uh, my last training expedition was with uh, Ergon. Are you um, friends? Acquaintances. Um, but we were wondering if you were with him when he started to take ill. I, no, I, uh, I'd heard recently, and he looks sad as he says this. I'd heard recently of his passing. It's a shame. He was a great explorer and a, a dear friend. Um, I wasn't with him when he took ill, but if he contracted the the rumors that it was the frozen sick illness, and he looks at you both for confirmation. Yes. yes. Uh, it's possible that he contracted it while we were out on our expedition. It was the last one he went on before he went back to the pale bank. It's and he gestures to himself, which is healthy as can be. He says, it's not anything I came into contact with, but he took his own trinkets and I took mine. Do you know, um, potentially what he took? Or what he, do you have any idea, or did you just, um, see anything in particular that stood out to you at all? Uh, he took, uh, we both took quite a few things. He took some statues uh some some trinkets here and there there's some vials of some things uh i think there was a statue of a giant at some point that we found in one of the locations we went to uh if and he's like do you do you if you're looking are you looking for something like do you essentially we're trying to figure out the origins of the frozen sick and seeing how it got there from him and see if there's anything we can do to help our friends back in Pale Bank who have also contracted it. Uh, it's spread then. Yes. That's, unfortunately. Uh, that's very unfortunate indeed. Frozen sick illness is not unknown in these parts and well, it usually does not end well. The uh, do you Do you know what objects were infected. We went to many different places. Uh, if you know what was infecting them, I might be able to narrow it down for you if you're looking for a location. It was some kind of blue vial. Like, blue liquid. Mm-hmm. And he gestures, like, into a size, and he's, like, about gay big, shining, kind of like a blue color. Yep. Yep. That would be uh, it. Those would have come from Saul's vault, then. Saul's vault. Can you spell that? Sure. Uh, S A L S V A U L T. It's okay. all one word. Oh, okay. Thank you. Sure. Saul's fault. And is that near here? I. Uh, it's it's not far. It's not on this island, though. It is on one of the other islands, and uh, he uh, he kind of like gestures at like his packs for a second like he's looking for something and he's like hi I don't have a map on me and uh, uh, Jazara pulls out her own map of the area which was recently given to you all by uh, Ergon over from Pale Bank it was one of the last things he gave you before he got on the boat um, and she, uh, Jazara says I have one will this help and she passes over the uh, the uh, map and I will. So he gestures at this um, map that, that you guys have, and he points out where Sylrenia is. 
And uh, he says, well, we are here on the larger island of Foran. And uh, a little bit to the west of us is this island over here of Galere. And... Uh, <laughs> what? Problem? Uh, Ani, what, are you okay? <laughs> no. no, because what you just said means dick in Armenian. Fun! <laughs> I feel bad for anybody whose name that is. <laughs> Very fun. <laughs> what we should do is bring our mom in here and be like, and just have her say the word, and her mom will make face. <laughs> fun! Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> you good? You... Okay, you sure? <laughs> okay. You don't look it, so it's fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. I'm just gonna laugh and giggle every time you say the word now. Okay, that's fun. Um, so Orvo gestures at one of these, uh, what is easily one of the larger of the islands that are uh, over here, but not the one covered in lava. Um, and he, he says the Salzval, and he kind of like tilts his head as he looks at the map, and he's like, I'm not entirely certain where on the island it was as we were journeying for quite a ways at, at the time we spent most of our last trip uh on this island and but uh i know it was somewhere between these these mountain peaks here so if if i went again i i could probably lead you towards it it, it might take me a moment to get oriented with it because we went from, to so many different places but i could likely lead you there again if this was somewhere you needed to go. You said there were people infected with the illness. Are you hoping to find a cure at wherever the illness was from? Yes. Mm -hmm. And he he thinks about it for the moment. He studies he studies the map and he, and he as he's doing so, like he nods to himself uh, uh, several times, and he's like, "I I believe if if you need help finding it, I could possibly lead you to Saul's fault." That would be great. Ladies, is that what we want to do? Do we wanna... Yeah, I want to go to Saul's vault. I just, I would like to go to the buyer's tent first. Well, okay. uh, yeah, and Jazara nods, and she said, well, we couldn't leave today anyway. The ship is in under repair. That's uh, true, we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go back over the water. But Jazara uh, nods, and she looks, at, uh, she looks at Orvo, and she says, we would really appreciate it if you could lead us here. We have people back in the, in the village that are <clears throat> quite ill and unfortunately will likely not make it if we don't find a cure is I know that and she kind of like gestures around and she's like I've been told by Morgo that everyone here kind of leads expeditions into the into the wastelands I'm assuming they don't do it for free Yeah. how much would it cost to have you lead this expedition and he kind of, he kind of straightens up for a minute, and uh, he looks at all three of you, and he says, "Ergon was my friend. He traveled with me many times. He taught me much of what I knew. He was always willing to travel with me, even when other people weren't, because of my inexperience. But you have to go through a trial period, a, a long training and trial period here at the village in order to." pass before you can become a a full-fledged uh, 
explorer and guidesman, and he often traveled with me, and when nobody else would. And uh, he looks at all of you and he says, I was very sad to hear of his passing, and if there's something I can do to help make sure that nobody else suffers the way he did, then I will go with you, and cost is not something we will exchange. Don't worry about it. Cool. Much appreciated. And uh, he said, I I will gather my supplies. He says, it will likely be a long journey. And he gestures uh, a little to the ocean that separates the space. And he says, if you mentioned you had a boat, I'm assuming you arrived here on on a boat, yes? Yes. Uh, He says, going by boat would be faster than going by land by far. Because if we traverse by land, we'll have to cross the Inferno River, which is a bunch of lava and deal with the giants and a whole bunch of other mess of stuff all over foreign. Uh, I think you can deal with the water instead of lava and giants? I suppose so. I suppose, okay. It's uh, Yes, our ship um, did need a few repairs, but it, it should be ready to go within a within a day or so, I believe. He nods. He says, I could be ready by tomorrow easily. And uh, he says, we can leave as soon as your ship is ready. It'll take a few days to travel by ocean. We'll have to go underneath uh, Terragross and uh, over to the island. But I believe we can get there within four days, if the wind is correct. Okay. It'll be a few days once we get on land to find it. Perhaps more if the weather proves uh, unfortunate. But we should be able to uh, get there within the next two weeks. Well, better start getting ready. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> More prolonged time on open water. No, no, not two weeks on open water. No, four days on open water. Yep. <laughs> and then more snow. We'll look for... Great. See if at, at the buyer's... Uh, hut. Tent, hut. Thank you. Huh? Uh, I don't know why that word is not sticking. The buyer's hut. We'll see if they have any... Uh, Seasickness remedies. Oh, smart. Yeah. If they say to suck on a fish, I will scream. <laughs> and he looks at you and it's just like, is that a is that a thing people usually tell you to do? To suck on fish? Go suck on a fish. <laughs> he's like, I've never heard that one. Does it work? No. <laughs> That's so strange. Why do they tell you to do it if it doesn't work? It's a long story. <laughs> Go suck on a fish. It's a long story. I will make sure I pack some fish. We must explore this. And, and like, he seems to, like, talk to himself as he's making a note of, like, some of the supplies and things he'll need. Fish. Val is, like, dying on the inside. She's biting her fist to not laugh. Mm-hmm. Nazara is just staring at Val. <laughs> like, don't, don't do this. We need him. We need him. And she doesn't say any of that, but she just looks at you with that look that says, don't fucking do this. We need him. We need him. Do not mess this up. (laughs) And, uh, uh, he looks at at you all and says, I know I, uh, I might not have as much experience as some of the other uh, wildsmen, but mm-hmm. I can do this, and I will lead you there as quickly and as safely as possible. You have my word. Thank you, sir. Thank you. 
And uh, he's like, if that is all, I will go prepare for our journey immediately. Don't and forget the fish! Meet, and where should we meet you tomorrow? Uh, I can meet you uh, at the docks tomorrow. Perfect. And uh, what time would you like me to be there? Uh... is like, well, we're not quite sure when the ship will be ready. So let's <coughs> say noon. And if We'll check in with the ship in the morning, and if they don't think they'll be ready by then, uh, we'll come here to find you. Okay. And he nods, and he, he agrees, and uh, he says, I must go and prepare. Do you have any questions of me before I leave? Currently? No. Nope. And he says, then I will be off, and he walks off. Yeah. Aren't um, we at his house? <laughs> yeah, he went off to go get supplies. So, okay. The things that he needs. I guess we should probably also go to the buyer's hut and get her, maybe get her some sedatives. <laughs> for Val or for Ani? Because. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> I'm going. So you guys have gone to um, Ervo's hut. You've talked to him. He's going to guide you out to uh, Saul's vault. And uh, act as your guide on on the journey there, and uh, he seems competent overall, um, and definitely disheartened by the news. You know, like knowing that his friend, his somebody who's clearly he knew for quite some time, is gone. Um, he definitely seems young, and like you would put it at maybe like uh, young, but not inexperienced in what he's doing. Somebody who's definitely mm-hmm. has done this like quite a few times. He seems put together. And uh, despite his age, he's definitely, uh, he seems experienced in his profession. So his axe is sharp, his hammer looks like it's been used more than once, you know. And, uh, you know, just uh, somebody who's had to live this life, like, quite a few times. Mm-hmm. So, while well, you guys gather yourselves up, are you uh, going to head towards the buyer's hut? Yes. So, on that, uh, as you guys head towards the buyer's hut, I'm going to pivot just a little... And Pivot. we're going to follow Pivot. the life and in times of Sir Goosington as okay. he wanders through the city. <clears throat> so Sir Goosington left your guys' tent, uh, your little yurt, and he wandered off into the into the town. He's just waddling his way. He's watching the people pass by as they mess with like their trinkets, you know, and like people are like putting stuff together, preparing for trips and stuff like that. There's a group of the Dwindalian. Um, like expedition is getting ready to go. They've got large crates and like large like pack animals that they're like loading with supplies and stuff like that. And like one of the crates that they're like loading up just has this little little flicker of something shiny on it and catches like Circus Ethan's eye. He kind of looks around. He like looks around some more. Kind of like crouches himself down against a slow, sneaky waddle. Over. So you're a duck. You're not a predator. He's a goose, thank you very much. He's a goose, he's still not a predator. Yeah, he gets a, a whole six for his stealth check as he waddles <laughs> around. And, like, oh, people who are, like, around the town are watching this goose just, like, walk through the town, kind of crouch <laughs> low, waddling in the in the absolute open, not hiding behind anything as he makes his way, like, twisting around <clears throat> to, like, the Dwindalian Empire group. And he, like, kind of, like, 
starts poking at their stuff and he, and he grabs like this piece of fabric that's sticking out of the box and he like pulls and he pulls and he pulls and one of the Dwendalian like empire people turn around and like shoo him away and he's like get 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 and then somebody like calls for the for the person who was working and like he forgets about the goose and Sir Goosington kind of like watches him and he waddles back yeah. he starts pulling on the fabric again and he pulls and he pulls and like the crate just falls crashes open Great. and uh, and he, like one of the guards is yelling and it's just like hey get away from that get away from that and Sir Goosington grabs the end of the cloth and just like pulls it open and like he's pulling on it and like he's now got part of it in his beak and he starts just taking off just running full <laughs> tilt in the other direction Except at this like, point do we hear Asha just going where did he go nope no okay no, he's, just, he's just having this is what he's doing while you guys are going to look for Orvo so, oh, okay, okay. So he's out there, okay. and like he just starts taking off, and he's got this red like silk fabric like flying in the wind behind him, and he's just taking off, and like people are looking around, and like somebody, like one of the guards, is like chasing him as he like dips and weaves around. And let's see if I can roll a stealth check for producing time. You thought Val was bad. He does really well. He gets a 19, so he ducks like underneath one of like the uh, buildings that's built on like some stilts and stuff like that. He kind of like weaves his way around, and he's got like this fabric in there. And the guy who's like chasing him is like looking for him. He's like, "Where's that fucking goose? Who saw a goose? I know you've seen a goose." Wait, and when like nobody can see the goose, just sees the guy shouting for a goose <laughs> in the middle of like the square, just like. And just a very faint <laughs> noise. Just loud enough that the guy hears it and like whips around. I know you're there! I know you're there! And he starts like opening crates and like reaching around and looking around stuff. And, like he starts The town like, folk are just things. like Yeah, the town folk are looking at him like, what the fuck? Just what is he on? And like as he's looking around, like he gets kinda like he's getting like wilder and wilder because every once in a while you just hear a little noise and he just enough just enough to drive him nuts and like Sir Goosington's still under he's like going from different parts of the building that he's underneath and just like to make conky noises at other parts of the building so the guy runs over there and as soon as the guy runs over there Sir Goosington like has run underneath a different part of the building and at some point he like Sir like there's a lady who like owns the building and she comes out with her hands on her hips and she marches down the stairs what are you doing around my property what are you and then he's just like oh, I know there's a where's he be and like as he's like flipping things around at some point he grabs like the edge of her skirt like lifts a little because he thinks she's like are you hiding her under there and she falls off with her she's gonna broom her hand smacks him with the broom just square in the face excellent and she's like you disgraceful whippersnapper because she's an older lady and she's just swinging the broom around she's smacking him with it several times and he's screaming, and uh, she's yelling at him about how, how his mama didn't raise him with no manners. It's like, is this how they raise him in the Dwindalian Empire? She's smacking the shit out of him with his broom. And eventually, like, some more guards from, like, his battalion come over along with, like, the captain that uh, is, like, with that battalion. And is walking over and is like, ma'am, ma'am, please stop hitting him. What what, what happened? And she's, and she's pointing her broom at this man who's just like cowering underneath like the weight of the broom as she keeps smacking him. And uh, 
he over here just yelling and oh, like all kinds of crazy about there being geese up here. There's no geese this far north. And then he had the nerve to try and look under my skirt. And this is an older woman. And she says, and I know I'm quite pretty, but you don't be mean to get handsy like that now. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and this woman whose hair is just like pure white. Like she has like just wrinkles <laughs> upon wrinkles upon wrinkles. And she's looking at him and she's like, you, I know, I know, I allure men all over these parts to me. But that doesn't mean that you don't have to mind your manners, young man. And that man has just turned just, just from red. like as white as a sheet to beat red. And then he's just mortified. And like all of like the battalion members of his group are just looking at him like, <laughs> What did you do? And, my, and and like some of like the people in his battalion are kind of like whispering, just like, okay, it's got some interesting taste. She, <laughs> she looks like she should be a witch in a hut. Like, and it's just like, and it's just like, I mean, is that like a cougar thing? And then just kind of like, there's just a bunch of whispering of like the people in his battalion. He's like, it's not like that. There was a goose. There was a goose, and it's hiding, and it's around here. And, Is that uh, what they're calling it now? It, like the captain the of like his guard just kind of like puts a, a heavy hand on his shoulder. It's like, you've been in the north for a while, son. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe you should sit out this expedition. He's like, no, I know, I know it's here. I know there's a goose here. Like, let's let's go back. And, he, and the guy, the captain, turns to the woman and says. Our apologies, ma'am, for any disruption of your day. And she and she says, well. I'd be more upset, but it's nice to be reminded that I still got it. And like she kind of shivvies a little, <laughs> and then just the captain just just no no no. And uh, I like I'd like to believe that Sir Goosington is watching all of the chaos. Sir Goosington is having a fucking blast watching this unravel. He's watching all of this, yeah. And then like as like they're they're talking and everything like that, and then. They start to gesture and like walk away, and the, and the guy who's been chasing Sir Goosington is one of the last to leave because he, he does apologize to the woman that you know for for everything. And just as he walks away, terrorizing an old woman. Just as he walks away, and like she turns and goes up the stairs, and he screams and drops <laughs> to his knees like, "No, I know you're here." And then, like, some of the other, then, like, guardsmen, like, kind of, like, pick him up, like, shoulder him over there. He's like, I know he's here. Let me find him. Let me at him. You're seeing a full-on mental breakdown in real time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And Sir Goosington has now, like, waddled out to the other side of the building. He's kind of, like, waddled, like, towards some of the other places. And he's just kind of looking around. He's got his, like, this red cloth that he's got with him. It's getting kind of wet because part of it's dragging in the snow. It's a nice cloth. But uh, he's just kind of waddling around as he drags it around with him. And uh, he's kind of looking around, kind of like starts to like hop on top of people's like bags of supplies and things they have outside. He kind of like nudges his way through some of it, like knocks a, a bag full of grain on the ground, you know, knocks a barrel of this. <laughs> he knocks a barrel of fish on the ground and just kind of like walks through them as the fish gets splattered everywhere. Like and, he, and as he's walking by, he walks by somebody who has like a really nice, um, just kind of like little charm hanging off of their belt, and even like you don't know what it's for, but it's got like it's just this round little coin charm that hangs off of their belt. And Sir Goosington has stopped and is like watching this guy, 
with his little charm and just kind of like as the charm goes like back and forth as the guy moves around as he's talking to like a group of people and uh, like Sir Gusington's head kind of like sways back and forth with it as he's like watching this charm and Sir Gusington like looks around and he goes and like kind of like goes over towards one of the buildings and he kind of like very carefully like nudges his little silk red like scarf thing um, into a corner so like it can't be seen like pokes his head out kind of like looks around <laughs> Looks at the guy with like the little charm, and he just kind of like narrows his eyes. Let's see what Sir Gusington gets. Why am I picturing Donald? Because fine. Um, Sir Gusington gets a seven for his stealth check. So literally, as he's hiding behind this barrel, he's hiding the wrong way, so that most of his body is out from behind the barrel, and he's mostly just covering his face as he looks back and forth. And uh, he kind of like starts sneaking up on this guy. And the other people in the group are all, like, watching this goose, like, approach this guy who's telling a very animated story. And, uh, the next thing you know, just this goose beak clamps over this charm and just pulls. But it's connected to the guy's belt, so there, now there's just a goose hanging off of this man's belt. And the guy just screams, it's like, what in the god's name? What is that? What is it? And he starts swinging and you just hear... Like, well, you guys don't hear, but there's just a noise. Sir Goosington won't let go, and his wings are flapping everywhere. And, like, the guy's swinging at Sir Goosington, and, like, the goose is, like, freaking out. (laughs) There's feathers going all over the place, and Sir Goosington's trying to shake the charm loose. I'll do do an opposed strength check between this guy and Sir Goosington. (laughs) I now have a physical, like, a a representation of what Sir Goosington looks like in my head. Mm Mm-hmm. He looks sure. like here. No, he's literally Boris the Goose from Balto. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, oh, Sir Goosington got a whole eighteen <laughs> on his strength check. So he, oh, no. Sir Goosington, is hanging from this guy's belt and just like flaps his swing and pulls, and like the little string <clears throat> that's holding the charm there breaks, and Sir Goosington falls to the ground with the charm in his beak, just goes <laughs> and takes off running, <laughs> and the guy just falls to the ground. Like, Did you see that? I just got robbed by a goose after that goose and then all the group of people just start chasing like sir goosington and he's like weaving around people like he darts under a lady's legs and then like the group like runs into people he runs under a building and uh sir goosington like is kind of circling the building because he also wants to go back and get a scarf so he kind of leads the people all around part of the village and then like darts underneath takes a shortcut underneath some buildings and goes back to get his scarf and he puts his little coin into the pile of like the silks and then p- picks the silks up uh, together so that they're holding the coin and then he just starts waddling away. <clears throat> and now we will shift back to the party. And uh, <laughs> so Sir Gusington's having an adventure of his own. Um, but uh, you guys are walking like towards the buyer's hut and things like that and as you walk along like you notice that like there's some really unkempt stuff here. Like, there's some, a bag of grain that seems like it was spilled on the ground. There's a bucket of fish that seems to have been spilled over. Gosh, uh, this place is a mess. You'd, you'd think, think that people, like, with the supplies would be a little better at managing them when it comes to expeditions oh, and things gross. like that. As my mother would say. <laughs> and, she would, what, say it in Armenian? Or I meant Val's mother. Oh. <laughs> she'd, but she'd my say mother it would go, peace. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
But uh, you guys kind of like look around and there's there's definitely like people that are picking themselves up off the ground, like just flicking snow off of them and stuff like that. And like starting to pick up what looks like crates that have been tipped over, you know, it just it really just looks like there was a large scuffle in parts of the town as you as you go around and uh, and you make your way towards where the buyer's hut is. Um, nobody like says anything to you guys, but you just you just notice there's just a lot of mess. It's kind of everywhere. It's kind of surprising for a place that like should be a little more put together. You would think than this. So I'm sensing something off. God, I hope it's not our problem. <laughs> Everything seems to be our problem. To be fair, and uh, you approach the buyer's hut, and here's the map for the buyer's hut. And I will say it's one of the maps I did make. So. Mm-hmm. So I spent a little bit of time on this you know, a while ago. <laughs> and it's been a little while, like, uh, but I put this together and this is the buyer's hut. It's a multi-story wooden hut. It looks like it's the only permanent structure in like the town. Um, it is the exact center of the town. There's no other buildings like directly next to it. Unlike the rest of the town, which seems to have like groupings of like yurts and like semi-permanent structures and stuff like that. This one has a little bit of space between it and everything else. And uh, it's got a large set of uh, very heavy-looking dark, heavy uh, dark wooden doors at the front and uh, double doors. It's got some supplies and things like that out. And just in front of it is a very simple, clean sign that just says Buyer's Hut on the front. Well, it looks like we found what we were looking for. Everybody got their trading hat on today? Do I ever have my trading hat? I don't know. Yeah, no. Let's go. And uh, Jazz is going like, <laughs> to slap back uh, Val on the back, and she's like, you going to uh, negotiate a discount for us? Uh, sure. You're supposed to have a lot of, what, charisma? Fine. Fine. I'll get us some discounts. See what we can get. Jazz says, great, save me some money, and shoves you through the door first. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> I'm going with you. you, but you're going first. Oh, Come yeah, on, sure. If someone stabs me, it's fine. Let's go, Squishy. <laughs> Send the Squishy one first. Exactly. Protection for me. I don't need a shield squishy. to have you. Charming Squishy. I'll show you Charming. Charming Squishy. Charming Squishy. Zara, <laughs> like, throws an arm around your shoulder as you walk through the door, and she kind of, like, needles you, like, just in the cheek. She's like, Charming Little Squishy. As I will go- bite that finger if you don't remove it from my face. Uh-huh. You see how well that ended for you the last time? Like, I just got through throwing you to the ground and beating you with pillows. You want to do that again and put in public this time, really? I wasn't prepared, all right? Uh-huh, yeah. And, and like, she kind of, like, uh, smacks your, sh- your like, your face just a little. It doesn't hurt, but, like... Yeah, Val like, kind of... Val will swing her tail and, you know, at Jazz from behind. And uh, uh, Jazz will say, yeah... I don't think being prepared is going to help you. And she's like, all right, let's go. And like, uh, she kind of shoves you through the doors and like these double doors open. And what's inside is all very dark wood. Um, It's very organized and clean and everything in the room. And there is a lot of stuff in this room, but everything seems like it has been arranged with just absolute precision of where absolutely everything goes. In order, nothing's double stacked, everything's in rows, and it is all clean, pristine, and organized, despite the fact that there is just a 
overwhelming amount of stuff. Everything from food to cloths to books to like supplies and weapons and armor and like little clothing pieces and shoes and just everything you can imagine under the sun is in this room, but completely organized. Val is openly staring at Asha, making sure she's not drooling at how everything is organized. And she is. (laughs) (laughs) It makes her all tingly. Zara kind of gives like at a low whistle. She's just like, wow, somebody put a lot of work into this place. And from above you, you hear, why yes, I did. Thank you for noticing. I'm the buyer. Welcome to my hut. And on the upper floor balcony above you is a very thin, tall elf uh, with very long blonde hair. Parts of it is uh, pulled back into a braid, uh, wearing like jet black and uh, like a tunic. And that a very fine looking tunic with like silver embroidery down the shoulders and the arms and around the cuffs. Uh, some very nice black pants, clearly very well tailored and what looks like expensive material. Uh, some fine, very nice looking, what almost looks like uh, dragon scale boots. Uh, everything about this person like kind of gives off like a, uh, a refined vibe, but their outfit uh, also looks like it's made out of like a thick material. So weather appropriate, rich person vibes. Understated. Yeah. Val is sizing them up because she's because like, she's you know one eyebrow arch, just looking them up and down because she's like, oh, people of our caliber. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god, you snob. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess we should start with food. Uh, Jazara kind of looks up at the, the person and says, uh, hello, we are, um, she kind of like gestures at the group, visitors, and we're looking for some supplies and, uh, perhaps a few things to trade. And the buyer kind of like raises an eyebrow and is like, well, I do like visitors who like to trade. Do you have anything interesting? And Jazara is just kind of like, define interesting. And the buyer kind of smiles as that's what I like to hear. And then starts making uh, their way down uh, to a set of stairs that you guys notice is off to the left-hand side and comes down the stairs and kind of gestures at uh, you all and says, come, take a look at my wares and uh, perhaps I'll peruse some of yours as well. Mm-hmm. What exactly would you be inter- is interested in from me and what do you have that I might be interested in from you? I would say primarily <clears throat> we're looking for food for a multi-week journey. All right. And probably some warmer clothes, right, ladies? And, and something it... that will help seasickness. Oh, yes. Seasickness, yes. Ah, well, I have a little bit of everything here, so I believe I can help you. And uh, um, the uh, the buyer kind of, like, gestures around and uh, gestures to one section that has, like, what is clearly, like, food and, like, food stores and things like that. And uh, they say you can find food over here. If you're looking for clothing, there's some of that in towards the back. You And looks up and down at all of you. So definitely look like you could use some more, uh, something a little more suited to the climate, perhaps, ladies. And uh, for the seasickness, however, and points at Valkyrie, it's like, you may come with me. We'll whip you up something for that. <clears throat> <clears throat> 
<laughs> so um, Jazz and I will go hunt down clothes and food. And you go... And I go get whipped something into shape. Let's go. Yep, 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 yep. If you, hear a, if you hear a clatter, don't be surprised. I'm getting a weird feeling from this guy. Mm, I don't think you need to feel weird. I just mm. think this person has absolute power mm. in this <laughs> Um It's already rubbing up on Val's, like... As Val is used to being the person with the absolute of pa- power. With the power, yeah. She's just there, There's some tension there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Um, does Asha want to go look at food or clothing? Clothing. Clothing? Okay, so you go towards the like back uh, side of the store. Jazara will go pick up some food and stuff like that and finds like a, a bag and she'll start like piling uh, food supplies in it like that. And you can go peruse um, the clothing area. And is there anything particular you're looking for? Coats. Okay. Uh, gloves and boots, really. Okay. Big, sturdy boots. Warm. Yeah. Um, does Val want new boots? Oh, yeah. Boots. Maybe a little tail warmer. Oh, that would be so cute. <laughs> oh, and a warmer for her horns. Okay, oh, little, that's cute. Little... <laughs> okay. <laughs> and... Thank you. Alright, so you go and like you kinda like um, start digging around in the clothing and stuff like that. You find some like nice uh, some like warm weather gloves, you find some that have some like a nice fur lining on the inside. Um, any particular color anybody wants? No. No. Val is just ready to let mm-hmm. Asha go ham and make her look like a clown. It's fine. I'm not gonna make you look like a clown. I'm gonna get you some sensible clothes. Oh no, I know. But if you see something ridiculous, I know you're gonna get it for Val, so she's ready. And, um, so you find, like, some different, uh, gloves and stuff like that that look like they have, like, some nice fur lining from, from different, like, uh, cold weather animals and stuff like that. Um, so you pick out, a, uh, like, a pair for everyone, and, uh, you find a, a nice pair that look like they'd fit over, um, Jazara's current set of gloves that she wears, that she wears mm-hmm. Archer's gloves, um, so that they leave, like, a couple of her fingers, uh, free. But you find a, a set that'll go over those without her having to take her current gloves off. Um, you find uh, you find uh, some nice boots. Um, you find a pair for yourself that come up to about the knee. They look like they're made out of just some like really thick hide. Um, they're like a dark brown color, and uh, they have like a a very interesting um, a pattern on them. It's almost it's almost geometrical in the pattern. Um, but it's, uh, kind of like a, a large pattern, so you think if it was, like, spread out a little more, it would make a little more sense, but it's, like, this large, um, almost, like, diamond-shaped geometrical pattern that goes across the boots. A uh, little bit of a heel, maybe, like, two inches mm-hmm. or so. Um, then for, uh, Val, you find, uh, a pair of, like, uh, ankle-high, uh, black boots, and uh, they have a little more of a heel to them, but they're ve- the soles on them are really thick. And uh, they look like they're very sturdy boots, and they uh, have the nice black like fur lining on them as well. Um, Jazara, you know, doesn't need boots because she has she's wearing the boots that uh, she got from when you guys were from uh, the Christmas special. She got mm-hmm. boots that change with the environment that she's in, and uh, she has uh, winter boots that uh, 
well, they're in, currently in winter boot mode, I should say. And so she doesn't need boots. But uh, you find three sets of gloves, two sets of boots. Um, and as you're walking along, you see, like, what looks like this little mannequin tiefling head. And on it has, like, these little horn warmers. And at the ends of the horns are these brightly colored pom-poms. Oh. <laughs> I am ready. So if you want, like, this, these multicolored, like, horn warmers that have, like, these bright, large pom-poms on the end, you can grab some of those. Um, and, oh, she's uh, gonna get a, a like, a, a knit beanie kind of no more of like a not not really a beret but you know kind of more a little just a little more stylish even though she knows it's not really practical she's like i'm gonna get this hat it's cute and it's gonna have a pom-pom it's gonna have pom-pom okay that's cool you got a little pom-pom on your hat uh you grab another like hat for uh jazara as well it's um they're the same like kind of like color pat it's like it's knitted but it's kind of like white and black and it kind of matches like the boots that she has and like pulls down over the ears a little um, to keep her elven ears warm. And uh, you get uh, like Val can't really wear hats because she's got horns. So like the yeah. horn warmers are going to have to do for her. Um, but uh, you so you grab some of those and then you go over to the jackets and everything like that and you start looking around and uh there's a bunch of different, like, animal, like, pelts and stuff like that. And, uh, like, there's what looks like saber-toothed tiger and, like, some polar bear. There's even a suspiciously large penguin. Um, there's, there's all kinds of different, like, animal, like, pelts and styles. And there's some that looks like they're made out of, like, tanned, uh, like, more typical hides and stuff like that. Anything particular you're looking for? Or that might catch your eye? Um... Polar bear sounds like it would probably be a bad idea if we're going to interact with more people anymore. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry. Did you, did you know my coat? Was it was it a friend? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's like you're like wearing my mother. <laughs> um, so we're going to avoid a uh, polar bear. Okay. But otherwise, uh, for Asha, I'm thinking just kind of like a, a really neutral colored coat with... Now, I was kind of thinking like a, a, a whiter fur, but like... Now I'm like, now that I thought about the polar bear thing, I'm like, mm. How about like a snow leopard? But then I always feel bad because an animal died. But a I lot guess of people died. A lot of people died. I know. <laughs> you can find a non-animal pelt coat if you'd like. You could find like a regular yeah. uh, heavy duty coat. It's kind of like in the... Asha, um, uh, yeah. Asha's yeah. a crybaby. So, um... <laughs> You know, indeterminate fur coat. Yeah, yeah, sure. that's what she wants. You get a, you get like a nice, like heavy uh, style coat. It uh, comes down to uh, just about your ankles. It's got like this heavy. Um, it's made out of like this heavy cloth material because uh, mm -hmm. Asha avoided any of like the fur pelts and anything like you that. You know what? Like maybe like I don't know wool or something. You know, sure, okay. like heavy wool. Yeah. It's uh, cut in the style of um, kind of like that Russian coat style a little bit, a little bit of a shadow and bone coaty feel to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's very warm when you put it on and uh, it doubles over like in the front. So like you snap one side and then you snap and the double other side. Double breast in, yeah. Yeah, and then, the, so it's very warm when you put it on. Um, you find similar ones for uh, Jazara and uh, Val. You find Val's in like this uh, very deep, very, very deep, almost black looking red color. 
and uh, it's got like the the stitching and everything on it is black and then uh, the one you find for uh, Jazara is um, black but it has a uh, really uh, a, kind of like a, a dark teal blue stitching to it as well okay. so and the bottom of uh, Val's has uh, fake fur lining and so does uh, the cuffs on Val's as well and uh, the only thing that's really going to look out of place is the giant multicolored pom-poms. <laughs> but, uh, she's, but she's going to love it. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll pick a, yeah, she'll, she'll love it. So you pick up, like, all of that stuff. And then Jazara's, like, she's picked up, like, several, like, uh, weeks worth of, like, rations and stuff like that as well. That she's put, like, in a, uh, she found a barrel, an empty barrel at some point. She, like, she just started putting stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine Asha waddling up to... I'm gonna assume there's some kind of counter, and she's just yeah. There's a counter in the very center of the and store. And she's um. utilizing the feminine claw. <laughs> you know, and uh, you start piling that stuff, and Desire starts bringing stuff to the, the counter too. And off at the very back of the store, there's a section that has like all of these like herbs and like bottles and it looks like potions and stuff like that and uh the buyer has brought valkaria back to this section and is kind of like picking up some vials and like looking at them holding them to the light and then putting them down kind of like looking at you looking back and like starts putting some things together in a uh, in a vial and starts like grinding some stuff like in a mortar and pestle and stuff like that and putting uh, some things together into like this this fairly decent sized like vial and uh, then pours like this interestingly um, pearlescent liquid and like pours it on top of this concoction that they're making. The whole thing turns this pearlescent color and then just like this little poof of smoke comes out the top and the fire like puts a little stopper on it and hands it to you. It's like this should help you for all of your seafaring troubles. Dare I ask side effects? Uh, nothing peculiar don't i don't recommend drinking it all at once uh as that does tend to uh upset some of the digestion issues but uh i've never had any complaints from anyone who's had it before let me ask you this what the eyebrow is just so <laughs> arched at this point. like the fingers have come together to touch one another as, they, as this person looks at you like Curious? <laughs> what are your typical clientele? Are you asking species? Yeah, species-wise. Species. Um, and they seem to think about this for a moment. Well, the typical people who live here are elven or dwarven, as everyone from Uthadarn is. And uh, the occasional human Dwindalian traveler every once in a while some uh, people from the Menagerie Coast, which could be any number of species. And uh, lately, the occasional drow. Great, this is gonna be fun. And uh, they kind of lean <laughs> a little closer to you. What were you expecting that answer to be? Sir, I'm a tiefling, if you couldn't tell. <gasps> Nothing goes right with me. Gasp. Egads. Egads. Yes, exactly. Gasp. Hence well, my hesitation. Well, if you're wondering if I've dealt with tieflings before, and gestures over to the mannequin section where there was a tiefling mannequin like that had like the horn warmers on it, but then now it doesn't have the horn warmers on it before. 
you're not exactly an unknown species, my dear. And also, and like pats you on the head, it's not <laughs> sir, by the way. And uh, now come along. Let's go help your friends. Um, I wondered to be, if you were going to catch that. Uh, to be quite specific, the um, elf in the official like guidebook, this is, I didn't make this person up, is non-binary, according okay. to the thing. So there is no... Uh, I you, use they, them pronouns because it says they, them pronouns. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so uh... Like, you're making a great impression, by friends the way. around here today. Just, woo! Um, so the buyer, like, leads you back over towards the, uh, <laughs> towards the hut. Oh, no, lean that way. We are not together. You are, you are being... <laughs> Ash is being making... very respectful of pronouns right now, and you are not. <laughs> so, like, you go in your own corner, so... You, yeah, you lean that way. <laughs> you go in your own corner of shame. It's not. not Valve's Day at all. Um, as you guys, like, as the viral, like, leads you back towards the group, and, like, you see uh, Jazz and uh, Asha kind of, like, gathering all of their supplies, and as you go to join them, you hear, like, this rustling noise from a box up, like, that's kind of, like, stacked kind of high on a shelf, and you hear this rustling noise, and the box shakes, and then it falls, and out tumbles Sir Goosington out of this box and he goes and the buyer yeah like there's a little bundle of like red silk like in its mouth and the buyer is just looking absolutely flabbergasted at the (laughs) sudden presence of a goose my word this is an interesting day how did you get in here why are you here and Jazara just kind of like and just like yeah, that, that yeah, that one's that one's with us. And he likes the to bi- show up unannounced. Sir Goosington operates by his uh, his own rules. His own rule, yeah. Sir Goosington and Jazara goes <laughs> of Gooseville, apparently. And the buyer looks at Sir Goosington, <laughs> who like is still has like this bundle of like cloth hanging out of uh, his mouth. And the buyer straightens themselves and bows with a flourish. <laughs> Oh. Sir Goosington of Gooseville, welcome to the buyer's And then straightens and walks around the counter. For, so they're on the other side of the counter from you. And Sir Goosington goes, gives a very regal sounding, eh, and nods and then waddles his little way over to you. And Jazara uh, is just like, what? What do you have? And like tries to reach for the bundle and Sir Goosington just holds it away. Eh, Every time Jazara reaches for it, <laughs> And uh, so Jazara like stops trying to, to reach for it, and uh, she's like, "Are you just, are you just gonna carry that around?" Nah. And just goose just nods, and, and uh, uh, not to be defeated, Asha kneels down by Sir Goosington and and puts out her hand. Doesn't try to grab. Puts out her uh-huh. hand. Would you like me to put that on you so you can wear it? <laughs> Sir Goosington stares at you hard. Mm-hmm. Like just absolute <laughs> eyes narrowed next to you. Mm-hmm. And then just very slowly inches his face forward and then puts the little bundle in your hand and you feel like a little bit of a weight to it. Mm-hmm. Like when he, when he does. And like as you unbundle like this cloth, there's a, a round, a large round coin in the middle of it. With, and with it, the remnants of the string. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
And so Asha will quickly tie whatever's left of the string around the red piece of cloth. Uh-huh. And then we'll take the red piece of cloth and tie it around Sir Goosington in a bow with, with a bow in the back and the little coin hanging from the front. <laughs> Sir Goosington acts like you have just knighted him and just stands so proudly, <laughs> just head held high, just chest out with like the little, like the coin just right there, just mm-hmm. looking like the most regal goose absolutely possible. Uh, <laughs> Val is going to... Like, as Asha's doing, putting all this on Sorgusington, she's gonna whisper, kind of, like, mm-hmm. towards Sorgusington and just ask him, Is this why the outside of this hut is a mess? And Sorgusington just looks at you, and then just head, wriggly <laughs> held high, just looks away. I'll take that as a yes. Nice coin. Nice coin, mm-hmm. And Sorgusington just kind of gives, like, an appreciative... <laughs> <laughs> And uh, then kind of like starts wandering around the store a little bit, kind of like looking around at some <coughs> stuff and like kind of poking some things here and there. So um, you guys have all these supplies gathered and stuff like that. And um, the buyer kind of like totals everything up and uh, starts like looking at all the, the blankets and everything that you guys got and like all of the rations and all of that as well. And I have... Do, 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 do. I love that about her, that she has just... A file of what everything costs. Mm-hmm. It's a very large file of all of the, how much the stuff costs. And I found it and I'm just like, wow, okay. That's useful, but unexpected. Alrighty, let's see. Let's start with the ration part. <laughs> I can tell you how much a warship costs. A warship. <laughs> I'm just oh, like, do you need a, a warship? So for about two weeks worth of rations is going to set you at about 20 gold. Um, the boots, the gloves, the uh, horn warmer. You didn't find a tail warmer. Um, so unfortunately, so we got her a long coat. So she'll, yeah. So the tail will be protected. The coats, the boots, the gloves, tail, or the horn warmers. That is going to be in total about 75 gold. Jesus. And uh, you guys do have some things to trade as well. Um, mm-hmm. You guys have some stuff uh, that you can that you can sell for sure. Um, but Valkaria. You notice on the counter there is what looks like a very large crystal and uh, it's kind of got like this faint like pulsing glow to it and um, piques your interest. Seems like there's something a little magical about it. As Jazz and Asha are putting like uh, like uh, organizing things on the counter into like mm-hmm. their sections of like you know to be rung up or whatever. Val is just slowly inching towards this shiny new thing that she saw. Okay. You kind of like take a look at it. Roll me an Arcana check. Arcana. 20. 20? Not natural. Okay. Um, This looks like a device to use to measure magical strength. 
and uh, the buyer kind of like catches you out of the corner of uh, their eye, kind of looking at you. It's like, you find my uh, particular little trinket interesting. I use it for people who uh, think they're a little special. I use it to measure how special they think they are. You see, there's a game I like to play here. It keeps things a little interesting for me. And gestures to the crystal. And anybody who with three spells, just three, can fill up the crystal with magic gets a discount. Okay. Would you like to give it a try? There's a decent discount that comes attached to it if you can. Take a swing at it. Sorry, take a crack at it. Yeah. All right. So the question is, what three spells would you like to put into it? And the buyer will tell you how it works. Like you, there's it, there's three crystals. There's a very large one in the center, and there's two that come out of the sides. You put your hands on the two that come out of the sides, and you channel your magical energy into it. It doesn't technically matter exactly which, like the effect of the spell, like if whether mm-hmm. it was a healing spell or like a an attack spell or whatever. You won't do damage or anything like that. Right. You're just casting the energy through the spell, and so the selection of the spell and what spell slot you use will play a role in this. By the way. Alright, well, darkness is one I'm going to use. Okay. And what level is that one? Uh, level two. Okay. What else are you going to use? I'm going to use... Well, let's start with a darkness spell. So you okay. channel your energy into this, and you like you take hold of this giant crystal, and then your eyes just go jet black, and this shadow kind of like rolls down from your shoulders and through your hands, and you just channel it into this crystal and like a shadowy tendril just fills over this crystal and it like the light in it seems to dim for a moment and then it brightens back up and you notice that the bottom probably I would say two-fifths of the bottom of this uh, crystal have now changed to a different color. Hmm. And roll me a d100. Yeah, because I used magic. You did. Oh boy. I think I wasn't going, you didn't think I was going to let you go an episode <laughs> without rolling on my table, did you? 100. Oh god. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh my god, I don't have it open. I have to do it. Holy lord. Okay, hang on. I think I know what one it is, though. <laughs> You oh my god. Trouble. Load. <laughs> Open. Oh my god. Open. <laughs> oh my god, I was right. Fuck. <laughs> so much trouble. <laughs> A 100 on the wild magic D100 table. Okay. Um, <laughs> what if I We're done? going to. Um, I don't know if I want to do it now or when you use your other two spells first. Uh, let's let's go ahead and um, tell me what other spells you're going to put into it first, because this is going to take a minute for it to manifest anyway. So, burning hands. Burning hands at what level? Two. Two. Okay. Um, you see another like two fifths of the crystal like kind of bloom, and uh, roll me another d100, please. Oh boy. <laughs> 31. Okay. 
Okay. And uh, what is the last spell you use? I guess I'm going to go with Ice Knife. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. You cast Ice Knife. So you cast Ice Knife. You cast Burning Hands first. And then, like, your hands just glow, like, red hot with this flame as you pour it into this crystal. And then almost immediately after, you follow it with, like, this burning cold. And, like, where the crystal had clearly, like, gotten some condensation on it. Uh, from the heat of your hands, that condensation freezes and that uh, glow that within the crystal rises to the very top and the whole thing takes on this bright orange glowing color and uh, you have filled the crystal. And uh, roll me that last D100, please. 70. 70, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. oh. So you cast these spells, this crystal glows like this beautiful, brilliant color. And the buyer kind of like straightens and is like, well, aren't you impressive? Well, that'll be a discount for, and just as starts, uh, the buyer starts to say that, um, a gigantic cauldron surfaces out of the middle of the room and roll me a D4 please and for the record one is the back of the store two is towards you guys three is to the left and four is to the right four four this gigantic metal massive cauldron rises up out of the middle of the store it's bubbling this green horrid looking liquid and as it like smoke starts pouring out of it it's, it's disgustingly green like soppy liquid is just bubbling these disgusting large bubbles and they pop it's a horrible smell and at that same moment that this has risen up and it's bubbling a disc appears underneath Asha lifts her 20 feet into the air <laughs> and you are what standing did you do? 20 feet in the air because this thing is two floor like this this room is two floors but uh, and like the second floor is partially open and you are 20 feet in the air standing on an invisible disc <laughs> while this cauldron <laughs> bubbles up underneath it this cauldron bubbles up spews a gigantic amount of like acidy swampy gunk to the right like within 10 feet all around in this horrible gassy like acid uh, like acidic just slop just plops all over the place and then with the strangest ripping sound a tear in reality appears behind valkaria and what steps out is valkaria and a clone of valkaria stares at valkaria raises her staff in one hand dagger in the other lunges and is actively now going to try to kill you. Roll initiative Valkaria. Now there's two? <laughs> Roll initiative Valkaria. She's going to try and kill you. Eight. Eight. Well, she definitely did better than you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have to pull up your character sheet because I'm actively going to have to try and kill you because she's going to try and kill you. Well, can I, can I put on my mage armor before she attacks me? No, she is actively attacking you. On your turn, you can cast mage armor if you'd like. But uh, in this moment, she is going to go first. 
you I can't believe you rolled a 100. It's literally a clone of you appears and tries to kill you. It cannot be reasoned with and will continue to attack you until it uh, it kills you or you kill it. Also, you're down three spell slots, by the way, so don't forget to take that into account. Shit, I didn't... <laughs> so, um, yeah, Valkaria lunges at Valkaria, basically, and uh, Valkaria is going to cast Burning Hands on Valkaria. Great. And I need a lot of dice. Asha is screaming 20 feet above the air. Jazz is just, I think, dumbstruck at this point. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Asha is not super articulate right now. It's more of a screaming. <laughs> and this other Valkaria looks exactly like Valkaria in every single way. The clothing, the way she's wearing all of the clothes, all of it looks exactly the same. Great. Great. <laughs> what would her mother think? So, um, evil Valkaria reaches out with her hands and casts burning hands at a second level, and in a giant 15-foot cone directly in front of you, catching both the buyer and Jazara in it, uh, sets everything on fire for 11 points of damage to everyone. Oh, this is gonna go over well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going <coughs> really, really, really well. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, my armor class is already 11. That's 11 points of damage, my dear. I know, so my points are already down to You're down to nine, yeah. And Jazara goes, what? What the fuck was that? What the actual fuck was that? And then, like, the slop that has appeared out of this cauldron is slowly starting to descend over some stuff and just kind of, like, there's a little faint hissing noises that come about. And um, it is uh, your turn, my dear. All right, well... We're going to do the smart thing for once, and we're going to put the mage armor on. Okay. You cast mage armor. Uh, So so your AC goes up to... No, that's... My AC goes up to... 14. 14. Yeah. So your AC goes up to 14. Um, That's your action. Any bonus actions you'd like to take? Uh, Bonus action. Bonus action. Yes. I would like to channel the the Hallow's Eve and cast Shadow Vortex to evil me. Okay, so you cast uh, the Shadow Vortex, and she has to make a dexterity save. Oh, she gets a natural 20. That Vortex. Uh, I'll let she you do... rolls better than you. She does. Um, <laughs> I'll let you do uh, half damage so you can roll, like, because it, it, it won't grapple her, but it can still swipe at her. Um, so go ahead and roll me 1d8 plus 3, and uh, she'll take half. 11. 1d8 plus 3. You got an 8. You rolled yeah. an 8? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. Missy does not believe that you got the Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> she rolled above a 2? Like, huh? I gotta love it. Oh my god, she's like, no, that's not possible. Not, not with you. It's just, okay. Uh, Alright, so you do uh, 5 points of damage to her in total. And uh, she kind of like jerks back. And uh, I'm, for, for the record, just doing this mono a mono. Um, Jazara has reached over and grabbed the buyer and like pulled them like out of the way. And uh, they're gonna go start trying to like deal with the acidic swamp <laughs> spill. And um, Ash is just 20 feet here. 
herself. She's not enjoying herself. <laughs> no, no, she's decided that struggling is probably not the best idea right now. Ash is she's just not having a good time right now. And, <laughs> um, yeah, Ash is just not having fun. So Where's she's... the goose? Where is the goose? Um, Sir Goosington has uh, <laughs> climbed into a uh, barrel of peanuts. Excellent and choice. All you see is the tail feathers sticking out of the barrel of peanuts. <laughs> and uh, all right, it is Evil Val's turn, and she's gonna look at you and she says, "You imposter bitch." And am uh, I really this mean? <laughs> and no. she hisses at you. <laughs> Two can play that game. And uh, she is going to... Uh, she's going to throw Ice Knife at you. And I have to roll the hit for that one. Mm, oh, 11. She misses with that one. But it does explode. And you will take... Because it jams around you. Uh, give me a dexterity saving throw, please. 10. 10. Uh, she's going to hit you then for 2d6 damage. Yeah, she hits you for 8 points of damage. I am at 1 hit point! Then I suggest you figure out how to kill yourself. Because <laughs> she's going to kill you first. Can um, I heal her? Or... If you have a... I think your, um... <clears throat> your healing word is... Yeah, it's, that should be within range of her, so, um... Is, is that... Should I... I mean, how how would you like me to join the initiative order? Or am I Um, I'll say, outlier? like, Evil Val's turn is over, and if you would like to do something on your... Uh, at this moment, you can. Uh, yes. I think I'd like to cast Healing Word and help my, my good buddy, because I feel like she's my best chance at getting down. <laughs> okay. Um, at what level would you like to cast Healing Word? Uh, let's do level two. <clears throat> Okay, so we've got Asha at level 2, casting Healing Word, and so that's going to be uh, 2d4 plus 3 points. 2d4 plus 3. 8. 8 points, okay, so uh, Val, you gain 8 points back, so you're back to 9. Back at 9. All right. Don't fail me now! And the uh, disc that you're on wobbles. Kill yourself! In any other moment, that would sound awful. Do it. And, uh, like, the evil version of you hisses, and uh, Jazara just kind of looks like, I don't, I don't support that, but, like, maybe just kick your own ass, please. <laughs> like... I don't know. I don't want to do. I mean, I'll do it. And like, Jazz looks a little too interested in this one. Like, I guess I could do it. Like, if you, you know, like, I could kick your Jazz, ass. come over here and beat my ass, my evil ass. Uh, and she just kind of like looks at that, like kind of thinks of that statement. It's just like, eh, it was a weird thing to say. So maybe not. Maybe you should just have fun with yourself. Oh, oh I, the wordplay is just. Jazara just kind of looks like she's having a crisis. She's like, I don't want to talk anymore. Jazara <laughs> knows that the word vomit came out and she just cannot take it back. No, nope, but uh, Asha needs to roll me a d100, please. Oh, yeah. No, 
65. Uh, you guys have had this one before, so if you'd like, you can uh, roll it again. Sure. Is it the evil child? <laughs> no. No, Darn. it's the one where you see a vision of a different plane of existence. Uh oh. Uh, that's not helpful, right? Well, none of these are helpful, but. You don't 62. know. Some of these are helpful. You just haven't rolled a helpful one yet. 62. 62. Yeah, you've had that one before, too. Where you can't oh speak God. verbally for an hour. Oh, my Lord. Um, you guys okay. have had a decent number of them so far, so. 40? Uh, you cast Earth Tremor centered on yourself. So. Shake my beauty. <laughs> I'm going to make you make a dexterity saving throw or you're going to fall 20 feet in the air. <laughs> and suddenly I no longer want to be on the ground. Um, Fourteen. Okay, uh, the disc that you're on shakes violently. You kind of like fall to your knees and you are able to like steady yourself, but it is a very near thing. Is it is the disc that I'm standing on, it's like a, it's like a solid disc, yeah? Or is it's it like solid. just a magical force field kind of thing? It is a invisible like magical solid disc that you are on. Like you okay, cannot like, I'm see Because mm-hmm. the way Aaron would react would be to like then hold on to it. To, like <laughs> like if you it. like like you can like put your hands around to try and like you can find sides it has sides yeah um it's like it's a thin disc yeah you can but you like it takes you a second to like find where the edges are to like try and cling to it and in the process you figure out the dimensions of it are not very big yeah and and asha's heart has clearly fallen out of her ass already (laughs) um fair she's working on it um jazara uh i'll I'll give Val the choice. Is Val genuinely asking Jazara for help? or Yes, Val is genuinely asking okay. the tankiest person here. Okay. I will to have. Kill her clone. I will have. Uh, this might be the only chance you get, Jazz. <laughs> Jazara looks a little too interested. She's like, you know, that does seem kind of like fun. Just like, just wall up your ass. And uh, so she knocks an arrow. But she's going to cast. Um, Hunter's mark on this uh, clone of you. Um, you can practice on the evil clone, and then if it if it hits, if I die, we can use Asha's book to bring me back. And uh, I will <laughs> roll her. Uh, yeah, she gets a fifteen to hit this clone, which does hit. And I'm going to do Jazara's character sheet. Uh, Jazara does 23 points of damage, downing your clone in one arrow. Damn! So Jazara pulls out an arrow. didn't even hesitate. She's like, (laughs) I've been... She has been waiting. She's been waiting for an opportunity to kill... Like, magic sparks at the end of her arrow as, like, she casts Hunter's Mark at the same time that she pulls back the arrow and she releases it. The arrow zips past our Valkaria and just straight into evil clone Valkaria. And then just in a burst of, like, sparks and smoke, the evil Valkaria just bursts and vanishes. While the regular Valkaria is just blinking rapidly. Uh Uh-huh. Because she felt the arrow go right past her face. Uh Uh-huh. 
Jazz, did you intend to have that arrow go so close to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't answer that. Yeah, yeah. That's Jazz has an has amazing aim. Don't help. <laughs> to be fair, like my aim hasn't failed me yet. Whew. I mean, Harpy was standing, but still. You weren't a Harpy, so <laughs> and um Thank you uh, for saving saving me, but also you didn't even hesitate. You asked for me. my help. You, yes, a- you and I actually asked for my help. A help. What did you want? I'm me just to do? a little concerned at how quickly you, you downed me. I would never actually attack actual you, but you asked for my help because you were kicking your own ass. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Oh, and, got, and you hear a little voice from <laughs> up top. Guys, <laughs> hi. Oh, doesn't uh, Jazz have to roll the dice too? Does yeah. Yeah. But also, hi. Am I still up here? <laughs> Ash is just in the air. <laughs> Hello. Don't make and, her like, start crying. Everybody's just looking up at you, like, okay. Well, that's fun. By the way, is Asha directly above the cauldron? No, she's a little bit to the side. Okay. Um. Uh oh. Oh boy. Um, it's not, not for her, not for Jazara. Uh, let's see. Great. Um, Jazara's standing there, like, with you, Val, and uh, she's like, I, you asked me to help. I don't know what you, like, what, did you not want me to kill her? Like, I don't, she disappeared in smoke. Like, I don't know. And then as she's talking, like, she gets real fucking pale, and, like, she staggers back and has to, like, catch herself, like, on the edge of, uh, like, one of the, like, stands that's beside her, and uh-huh. she sways hard, like, to mm. the side, and she looks, she suddenly went from looking completely normal, she looks real fucking sick, like, real sick, and, uh, she kind of, as she's, like, holding on to the one thing, she's not able to keep her balance, and she, like, her other hand kind of, like, reaches out for you. Um, cause she is not standing straight anymore. J- she's like, J- Jazz. Uh, Jazz. And she like, she'll grab a hold of you cause she's gonna, she's gonna hit the ground if you don't, if you don't grab Right. Her. Jazz. I, uh, oh fuck. And, uh, she's like, I need, I need, I need to sit. I, I need, and she just, she goes down like to the ground <laughs> and she looks really ill. Like she just suddenly turned super ill and Jazara is poisoned for the next two hours. And uh, she she has to sit down and she looks like her complexion just got really like an like an ashy gray at this point. And uh, Val is now cursing up a fucking storm in every language she can think of because her jazz is clearly unwell and we don't know why. Asha is floating in midair. There's a cauldron of like disgusting goop. Val almost died. <laughs> and she's just like... Val I, just saw her clone die. Like, Val is just like... Again, every ounce of decorum has left the body. And in we, the middle of all of this, the buyer is standing there like, Fascinating. <laughs> Are you always right. this entertaining? We don't try to be. And at that point, um, Asha, your uh, little disc jerkily drops hard five ah! feet. 
it drops five feet and then stops. So now you're 15 feet in the air. Please. All the gods. <laughs> Just get me down! And like the disc has shrunk a little bit. So you need, it is now a little smaller underneath you. And uh, the buyer kind of looks up at that I'm kneeling, just yeah. kneeling. I can't be like sitting anymore. I have to kneel. All right. Uh, Val is going to look straight at the buyer and be like, "Do you have a giant enough cloth that if we hold it from both ends, she can just jump into it?" Is a ladder not an option? I don't know where the hell is freaking this. It's the first thing I thought of was just rush hour style. <laughs> And Jazara from the ground says that pl- puppet play did not end well <laughs> for many people. And then she just kind of like lays down. <laughs> she's not doing well. And she's like, I don't, I don't like the surface. I don't. It's not good. It's not good. There's no caves. It sucks. I don't like it. No. Okay. Scratch the jumping off the disc. Do you have a ladder? And the buyer is just looking at you with utter fascination. He looks at Asha, just complete fascination as Asha is just in the air. And uh, then at Jazara, who might be dying, and uh, is like, this is absolutely fascinating. You are no end of entertainment. I am so glad you came to my store today. As, <laughs> as the buyer is just saying this, Ash, uh, not Ash, Val. The cauldron Val, with the goo vanishes. The cauldron vanishes. All right, well. Okay, Val, one problem down. One problem down. Val is just, again, she's at her wit's end. And as <laughs> the buyer is just yapping away, completely fascinated, she whacks, to, she whacks them with her staff. Like, ladder! You go to whack with your staff, and the staff pauses in midair about three feet from the buyer. And the buyer, without turning the rest of his body, turns just the head to look at you. Says, now, you should still mind your manners, dear. This is still my store. And when they cool. say the words, That's my great. store... And Asha yells from the disc. Why are you antagonizing the person that can help us? Because the person that can help us isn't helping. No, when the buyer says, when the buyer says the words "my store," they are filled with magic, and the whole building creaks around you for a moment, as if in response to that. And beside Asha, where that second floor, like balcony area, is, it. The railing there parts itself, and then the balcony extends over to where Ash's disc is. The buyer didn't move, but the house did. And Asha just squeals happily and puts a stands up, puts a <laughs> testing foot on it, just to be sure, because she is a little afraid of heights. And then she runs as quick as she can. As soon as Val sees Asha run onto like actual surface, she goes straight to Jazara and just plops down next to her going, good lord, why? Stay with me! And then Asha winds her way down you know, across, through the balcony down the stairs and um, uh, approaches the buyer and says, thank you so much! Um, do you do you think you have anything that could fix that? And she points to 
Jazz being <laughs> that on the floor. That. That. We don't know what that is. Jazara, without moving off the floor, flips Asher off and being called a bat. <laughs> Love and, you too. And the buyer, uh, as you said, thank you for getting you down. And buyer like says, of course, my dear. And then walks around to Jazara and goes, oh, dear. It does appear as if you've been poisoned. I do hope it's not fatal. That would put quite the damper on this experience. I do so not enjoy getting rid of dead bodies in my store. And then looks at Valkaria and says, though it wouldn't be a first. Val sends a, me- Val sends a message directly to Jazz going, there's going to be another dead body in here if you're the fucking hurry up! And in response to you through that mental link, Jasara says, yeah, it's going to be mine if you antagonize him and he can't give me anything for this. Shut the fuck up. It's like, when I and feel better, you will understand the pain your clone experienced a minute ago. And, and she reaches up with one very shaky hand, grabs like the collar of your shirt and pulls and pulls you to the floor. So you are face to face with her and says, in uh, like under comments. Shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. And you, and you, and you look at Asha and she doesn't have to really try too hard to guess what you, what just happened. And she's just looking at you like, <laughs> and the buyer goes to the back part of the store and to, like where the vials are and starts like messing with the vials and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. like a couple minutes later, it will come back with like this really just awful looking like green liquid and puts it in front of Jazara. And the smell that comes off of it is just rank. It it, it looks lumpy and like Ugh. green and it just has this. A horrid odor that comes off of it and about the same time like Sir Goosington has wiggled his way out of like the uh, the peanuts <laughs> the peanut barrel and uh, flops out of it with like some of the peanuts scattered all over the place and kind of like waddles like over to uh, where you guys are takes a whiff of that and just goes <laughs> 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 and uh, Jazara kind of looks at the, the buyer and is like do, do I have to drink this? and the buyer looks at her and says well you're the choice to die, so I guess it's kind of up to you. And Jazara just kind of looks at the buyer like, I fucking don't like you. Thinks <laughs> 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 about saying it, doesn't. <laughs> and then just in like one, like doing it like a shot, just takes that, uh, that whole like vile cup that she'd been given and then just... As soon as like she's done, she's like, oh, 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 and then like starts wiping her tongue off, and then reaches over and grabs like Valkaria's cloak and just starts wiping her tongue like. Hey, oh, hey, hey, hey! It's like no, it's a brand new cloak. I don't care. <laughs> do you want her to die, or do you want a clean cloak? Do I have to answer that? And then just like Jazara, I recommend like, you don't. Zara like flops like her arms like around you and then just leans like full body weight just against you and you just like it's all of a sudden just getting hit with the entire weight of like an elf just like against you like oh and uh, she just kind of like hangs off of you just like mm-hmm. I don't like it I don't want glad it. to see you up on your feet again Jazz uh, she is not on her feet she's on the ground with you. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys are sitting on the floor and she's okay. hanging off of you. And she looks at him and she's like, 
we better have earned a discount. I want a discount on top of whatever <laughs> discount she just earned. I want a discount. <laughs> I want a discount. And she looks at the buyer and she's like, I, no, no, I'm good discounts all around the whole day. Just discounts. <laughs> Jazz is like half drunk. She's like, I'll, I'll On like top of the one we already earned. And uh, the buyer says, well, you have been quite entertaining. So why don't we take a look at those totals of yours? And, uh, Fascinating. and uh, the buyer walks back around the counter and Jazara like kind of like pushes bodily off of Val, almost shoving <laughs> Val to like the ground. She staggers back <laughs> to her feet. And she's like, and I, I want, I want, I want stuff. There's stuff I want. I <laughs> like, I forgot I wanted stuff. And I have stuff as well. There's stuff. And uh, the buyer kind of like arches this uh, like blonde eyebrow at her and like, what kind of stuff? And just, and like, Jazara like takes off her, um, uh, her like quiver and she starts pulling some of the things that you guys have collected uh, over the last uh, adventures that you've had so far. She pulls out the ruby studded earrings that she had and she pulls out the uh, the jade statue of a giant and she sets those down and um, she says, and uh, the um, silvered mall as well. Just I... I also have the gold, yeah. the, bronze. the bronze goblin too. Yeah. And is uh, like, I... And, and she kind of hesitates for a moment and she's like, I need new armor. And he, and he kind of like looks at her armor and despite the fact that she has mended a lot of it, there is still a hole like in it where the lightning javelin like mm -hmm. went through her. And she's like, I need better armor. I've learned the surface is a um, horrible place. There's yeah. a hole in this armor. It's an interesting There's place. In and I don't entirely think we're as prepared for it as we should be. Yeah. I need better armor. And he nod. They like the the uh, buyer. They nod, and uh, and uh, looks at uh, Jazara and uh, goes back into like one of the sections where they keep like the weapons and the armor and everything like that, and pulls out this studded leather armor. Um, it's jet black, and like the the silver studs in it are kind of like a thank you for that. Yeah, just right over what I'm saying. Thank you. Um, and uh, like these kind of like dull but uh, nice like silver studs to it. And uh, uh, says, well, normally before fun excitement is to be had, uh, this is 45 gold. And she's like, great. How much for these things? And she puts forth the ruby earrings and the um, jade statue. And uh, he says, the, uh, the buyer says, I'll give you 35 gold. Jazara says, no, you won't. You'll do better than that. I almost died more than once in the last in your store. Store. And you were 24 hours. And she's like, I'm not here to play with this and I'm not here to play around. Give me what they're worth. It's not a question. It's not an ask. It's me telling you, give me what they're worth. And the buyer kind of arches a brow and they have like a staring contest and I will roll for both of them. It is not a question. <laughs> and uh, you do now. The buyer kind of like stares at Jazara for a moment and says, I'll give you 50 gold for the statue, the mall, and the earrings. 
-hmm. And then Jazar says, Done. You owe me five gold because I'm taking the armor. <laughs> and the buyer looks at her and nods, and they trade the armor, and uh, Jazara gets five gold out of it. Nice. Let go, Jazz. Jazz yeah. is like, uh uh. Like, no. <laughs> I've nearly died twice. Jazara has had enough. Like, she has almost died <laughs> more times than she would like. And, uh,. <laughs> It's just kind of just done, like, in general. And uh, so Jazara now has studded leather armor, and her armor class is now 15. Nice. So, and uh, she has this leather um, armor that she's had uh, since you guys started the journey, and uh, she's just going to, like, hang on to it. She's just going to keep it, like, in her um, in her bag. Because she doesn't see... Uh, she doesn't really want to part with it because it is from where you guys are from. And, yeah, like, it has home. the insignias and stuff like that on it, so she's going to try and take them off of that and put them onto the uh, new armor. And it'll take her a little while to do that, but she's going to hang on to mm -hmm. it and try and do that. So, um, Just for a little a little piece of home. She doesn't want to really look like she's entirely from the surface just yet. So, but, um, so, the, uh, so the original total for all of this stuff was... Um, the exorbitant amount of 95 gold for the clothing and the vial and the uh, rations and everything. Um, mm -hmm. Asha, go ahead and roll me an insight check, please. Please. <clears throat> insight. That. Okay. 25. Oh. Jesus. So it was a natural you... 20. It was a natural 20. Okay. And then plus five. All right. A natural 20. Um, as the buyer tells you, like, what your original total was, you know by the look on their faces, just, like, on, on the buyer's face, just by what you've judged, like, from being in shops and things like that under the, like, in the nameless city and just from what little you saw of like shops of the surface, like back in Pale Bank, you are being charged an exorbitant amount of money, like far more than these things are worth. And you almost get the feeling that they're testing you to see if you would notice. Mm -hmm. And like, there's a little bit, you get the feeling that there's a little bit of a challenge in there of whether or not you would accept that this is what they are saying these prices are. Oh, you had to pick the person that doesn't <laughs> doesn't haggle at all. <laughs> um, okay, um. You don't really get the the sense that like it's malevolent or anything like that, but like it's an intellectual challenge. Like with the twenty five, I'll tell you, you get the idea that the buyer is looking to see if anyone is smart enough to know that these are not the prices that they should be paying, and if mm -hmm. they do notice, whether or not they would say anything about it mm -hmm. and by a markup i mean like three times as much as you should be paying for these things oh boy like uh, the the rations you think are a little more reasonable but the clothing that's outrageous hmm. like it's like going on a shopping spree with on like when you were dragged around for shopping sprees with val's mom like kind mm -hmm. of ridiculous um my dear buyer yes my dear I'm feeling like that's a little much. You know what I mean? <laughs> what makes you say that, my dear? I do a little shopping. I'm thinking it's a little high. Don't you think? Mm. Says, well, 
Things are awfully hard to come by all the way up here. Are they? For someone of your skill and acumen when it of products? And like an eyebrow just gets raised, like, oh, well, I will say, like, I do have a particular gift. Set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was right there. Oh. Like, it's probably less difficult for me than it is for some. I'm sure it's a lot less difficult for you, being as though you're the buyer. Well. You do have a point. And kind of like makes a little note like on the sheet that they have. Mm -hmm. Why don't we say, since you all have been so clever and looks at uh, Asha and then looks at Bal and entertaining to boot <laughs> and mm -hmm. looks over at Jazz and then like, and have unfortunately suffered within my store. Why don't we <clears throat> call it 45 gold. For the lot? For the lot. Sounds good to me, ladies. Does our Jazz? Uh huh. Just kind of like, she's like kind of leaning on the desk, just like over the armor that she's just. My like, sweet like, Jazz. My uh -huh. sweet Jazz. She's like, do we, we have money for that? <laughs> we so have money. We, I think we can do that. Thank you, buyer. And Asha extends a hand for a handshake. And uh, the bar will uh, shake. Uh, your hand, and what um, what are you trading for? And I say, goblin. <laughs> <laughs> well, now don't you have eclectic tastes? Goblin. <laughs> and I also have. Um, oh, First, let it, yeah. Let's see how much the goblin. Yeah, let's comes see how much the for. goblin's gonna come out to. Okay. Um, how much did I tell you it was worth? Twenty-five. 25. Mm -hmm. The buyer kind of picks it up, peruses it, looks at it, gets like, brings it extremely close to their eye as they stare at it, and then pulls it away. For you, 20 gold. I'm so bad at haggling. <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, we do, we do actually have money between us. Yeah. So. Zara has a a bit, a bit of gold, not like a whole lot, but Jazara has a bit of gold. Um, I think my, you guys my have notes some... say, uh, uh, between the party, we have a hundred gold. Okay. Yeah, you guys have a um, party fund, which I believe uh, Asha has, because <clears throat> yeah. Elro gave you guys a hundred gold as you left yeah. the village. So mm -hmm. if you want to just use that and um, pay the remaining 25 gold for everything you can. Asha will reach into her little purse. Her pocketbook, mm -hmm. and she will take out the remaining twenty-five gold because she is a little tired, <laughs> and she's just glad to be rid of the ugly goblin thing. The ugly goblin. And here you go, twenty-five. <laughs> All right, and then she starts. Here you go, buyer. And Thank you. As you go to like put the money on, like on the counter, sort of Goosington like does this little honk at you, and is holding it in his mouth like this little itty bitty like ornate looking uh little butter knife and just kind of like looks at you, uh, and then just like like uh sir goosington wants the butter knife how much for the butter knife <laughs> what a curious little goose we'll throw it in with the lot that's fine thank and you 
Jazara kind of looks over at Sir Goosington and is like, are you going to keep collecting things like that? And Sir Goosington <laughs> looked at her and just very absolutely just nods like, eh, eh, And uh, she's like, how are you going to carry all of this? Just and don't ask. Like, Sir Goosington just looks at Valkaria. <laughs> just like, I told you, mule. don't ask. I told you, don't ask. And uh, Jazara kind of like looks around like the store and then like she like walk hobbles over to like a section where they're keeping like bags and stuff like that and she pulls out this little like this this little like coin pouch that has like this little belt around it and uh she pulls that out and she's like how much how much for this the goose the goose needs a bag if he's gonna keep collecting things it's like a little it's a little um sheath for the Uh goose needs a bag it's like well it has like this little itty bitty like sheath attached to the side of it but it's also like this little like coin like person it kind of looks like kind of like this and it's just like this little itty bitty like leather little pouch thing and uh, it's got like a little strap on the back of it and uh uh he the buyer says three silver and jazara will give him three silver and then she like takes she like kneels down to sir goosington's level puts the little butter knife like in the little sheath and then like attaches the little uh bag like strap to sir goosington so like it's kind of like an over body thing it goes under one wing but over like the Mm-hmm. almost non-existent shoulder like a little and bandolier he, kind of uh-huh. thing and he's gotten and now sir goosington has a lovely bow a little coin and his own bag and a butter knife so and uh, looks very proud of himself and uh you guys collect all of your things jazara like takes the armor and the one shoulder and like helps and like she reaches over and like grabs one end of the barrel of rations on the other makes Valkaria grab the other side as uh, Jazar or as Asha picks up all of the clothing. And uh, Jazar is going to look at the buyer and she says, well, with all, uh, thank you for all of your help and with all due respect, I genuinely hope we don't have to come back here anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> the buyer says, that would be quite a shame because you are the most fun I've had in some time. And uh, kind of uh, says, until we meet again. And you guys make your way out of the um, tent. Everybody grabs as much in their hands as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. You're and all overloaded with stuff at the moment. so It looks like we robbed the damn place. <laughs> <laughs> and but we uh, are just leaving. And, like, you guys, like, start trying to put some of it on so, like, it's not such a pain to, like, carry. And, like, you start putting, like, the jackets and everything on. And then, like, you get to the point where Val has her little horn warmers. And Jazara just looks at you just like, oh, now that's precious. Looks like mm-hmm. something your your grandmother made for you. Nana? I know. It's so cute. It's so cute. Look at you. And, like, Jazara reaches over and, like, squeezes the pom Don't touch my pom pom. Stop it! She completely ignores you. Look at the little pom pom. Stop it! <laughs> Be nice to her. She almost died. She's like, I don't like the surface. I don't like <laughs> She's it. She's drunk. Don't like the surface. Mm-mm. Don't like the surface. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, are you guys going to head uh, anywhere particular? Do you want to head back to your yurt? I think it is definitely time for the yurt. And it's in yeah. the... Uh, I, more than one of us need a nap. Yeah. It's in the later afternoon at this point, too. And uh, 
uh, you guys kind of like make your way back to the yurt and uh, as you guys are going like some people see that like Sir Goosington and are like pointing like there is a goose there's a goose there's a goose <laughs> and uh, Sir Goosington's ignoring them but you guys you do hear it and uh, you guys make your way back to the yurt Goosington what did you do? I just imagine him waddling like mm-hmm. yeah he's very much of like just ignoring everything and it's just happy and content with himself so well, he's also got a knife now, so... Uh-huh, he, he has knife. a very ornate butter knife now, so... And yeah. uh, you guys make your way back to the yurt with probably more of an eventful day than you expected uh, happening. I can't believe Valkaria rolled the 100 and had to face her evil clone as the best. <laughs> it's still not my favorite one on there. We haven't hit my favorite one that's on there yet, but... I'm so wait. curious to know what your favorite is. I, I I'm, think I'm I have, a little terrified, but yeah, I'll take it. That's fair. I think I have two at this point, and I'm waiting for you guys to hit either one of them. And um, but you've hit like quite a few of them at this point, so I'm excited. So I'm excited. Yeah. So you guys make your way to the yurt for the evening, and I think that's where we'll end this session. And um, you guys will pick up getting ready to uh, see if you guys can set sail the next day. Great. Yeah. So a completely different session than the uh, last one that we had. That is for the, certain. That like, is, yeah, Val fighting, so. Val, Val just didn't make any friends today. <laughs> Val, Val had an Val struggled with the, mm-hmm. With others. <laughs> she, if, if she was in like kindergarten, she'd come home with a little note on her shirt that says, needs to use nicer words with friends. That's valid. So um, you guys sold some stuff, which is nice. That way you don't have just like an ocean of things you got going around. I was starting um, to wonder how we were going to carry it all. <laughs> yeah. Shove every, just shove everything into the quiver. I mean, because we had several yeah. statues worth of stuff, and it, we're just going... Your bags you are know. starting to bulge in almost like a suspicious way of like, where have these people been robbing? <laughs> right, and like, and like, Asha has some books, and I'm just going like thinking like, hmm, that, that might get a little, you know, heavy. It's going to get a little heavy pretty soon. Just a bit. Just, just a but, uh, yeah, you guys, you sold some of your stuff, which is nice, and uh, you got some pretty cool stuff, and uh, uh, Jazz got some new armor, um, was which poisoned, she desperately needed, that she very much wanted, <laughs> um, and uh, Sir Goosington just had some fun, I will say. Sir uh, yeah, Goosington terrorized an entire village. Yes, he did. I know. The, the village of... Um, Oh my gosh. Silvania. Silvania will never be the same again. It will not. It will never, ever, ever recover from the wrath <laughs> of Sir Goosington. Uh, it has forever, there will be a myth in this town of the, the, the day of, of the, the goose. The, the goose. <laughs> the day and, of goose. And rumor has it that guy is still screaming about a goose. Every he time will- he hears some random noise, it's like, goose! He will, like, this will be a story that he tells his grandchildren the day he was haunted by the ghost of a goose. <laughs> the ghostly goose of Solrenia is now a myth that happens in this town. So, some people even claim to see it. 
Some even claim he walked around with a red bow. And a knife at his side. <laughs> a bow around his neck a and little, a knife at his side. A little goosey knife. A little goosey knife. A little goosey knife. So, yeah, you guys had some fun. It was a, a little bit oh of a different gosh. experience. But I didn't want to throw it, like, I wasn't going to throw any more combat at you after all that, so... No, just uh, just an evil clone trying to kill me. Well, that was not part of the plan. You know, it was not. <laughs> of all the things I thought you would roll, I never thought you would tell me 100. So I'm just like, okay. There well, were 99 other options. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, sure. So, and to be fair, um, Valkoria is very powerful. So Valkoria does a lot of damage when she wants to, so... And uh, it's just that Valkaria also doesn't have a lot of hit points, so all of the damage yeah. that she does is uh, it's a lot. So, and I went for like the maximum versions of all of your spells, and I didn't use any of your bonus actions or anything like that. I just went for like using the most devastating spells I could, like as quickly as I could. So, <laughs> so you know, but now you guys know that that's always a possibility for you to roll a one hundred and fight yourself. So. The full thing is that um, like the clone of you appears and it tries to kill you. It cannot be reasoned with and will continue to attack until killed or five minutes have passed. Until I attack until I'm killed. Mm. <laughs> or five and, minutes. Of, just keep dodging it. And uh, the other one was you cast Tasha's Caustic Brew and you roll a d4 to determine the direction that it goes in. And the other one was the one for the disc. You, The spell floating disc is cast beneath a party member, and that player gets risen 20 feet into the air for one minute, with the uh, victim being of the DM's choice. So mm. I chose being Asha. Of the DM's choice. I just thought it would, like, I really debated on whether or not to do them, like, like as they were happening or just all at once and I just thought to myself it's just gonna be really funny if there's just like a chain reaction of weird magic shit that happens (laughs) so it's just like yeah let's just do that so because I wanted you to be able to cast the other spell so more shit would happen so and a desperate discount was needed so because that was desperate that was very expensive so um but yeah so you guys have got some supplies and everything and you're uh uh on your way you'll be headed to uh find the cure for the frozen sick illness pretty soon so and because we've totally forgotten that orvo exists and (laughs) oh yeah um, things have happened since orvo came around and he'll be in uh the next several episodes like he'll be around for that so you guys will get to know him a little and uh yeah any um questions you guys got for me Mm, not today. Not to- no, not today. Did you like the little interlude of Sir Goosington's adventures? Love. Very much. Love. <laughs> Very much. I like listening to him. I love seeing Sir Goosington just cause chaos. Absolute yes. and utter chaos. I was thinking about it the other day, and I'm like, you know what? Sir Goosington needs his own moment. Like, he needs he needs an adventure. Like, I, he was inspired by a combination of, like... Cusco from the Emperor's New Groove and the uh, the Goose from the Untitled Goose game. And like when I play the Untitled Goose game, I think of Cusco as I do it. Like, and like I kind of narrate in my head as if 
Cusco was turned into a goose instead of a llama and just released <laughs> to cause chaos. And I'm like, that's kind of like the inspiration for Sir Goosington. So I'm like, he needs his own moment. He needs his own truly chaotic moment. His own moments every once in a while. Yeah. Now I realize it might not fit the the tone of each session, but I think we can uh, throw mid battle. Sir Goosington goes to a play. <laughs> Sir Goosington at the opera. Exactly. Like uh, like Ash is at zero hit points and making death saving throws. Valkyrie is dead, and Sir Goosington's at the ballet. <laughs> Honestly, I'm sure the listeners only want Sir Goosington to survive at this point, but it's okay. <laughs> Fuck the original party. It's all about the goose. It's just, and whoever dies first has to play Sir Goosington as our next character. So. That's an interesting concept. Okay. Now don't go trying to throw yourself off a cliff. No, I won't. Despite Val, the Val needs to, to save. Val yourself. needs to save the, the nameless city. It's very Val true. Val's got a journey ahead of her, so she needs to keep it together. So there, there's a man in her future. I can tell. <laughs> That's when she's gonna try and jump off a cliff. It's when there's a man. <laughs> yeah. When <Gusaria> happens. <laughs> when Gusaria happens, yeah. <laughs> when Sir Goosington proposes to Valkaria. Like, oh my god. What if what if um the uh Valkaria's tall, dark, and morally gray shows up and then he and Sir Goosington battle to the death. I was gonna say I was I thought you were gonna say they're gonna become best friends and just torment Val. That is also. Were, I thought she said they were gonna fall in love. So like <laughs> three completely different directions. <laughs> like Val gets left at the altar because her tall, dark, and uh, morally gray leaves her for good Satan. <laughs> Then I guess it wasn't her tall, dark, and morally gray. <laughs> was no, that was Sir Goosington's tall, dark, and morally gray. I've been planning this whole campaign on getting Sir Goosington married by the end of it. The injustice. We got the wedding vows and everything. She does. Mm-hmm. I do. I've been working on them. And Asha will be presiding, of course, and just kind of going, Sorry, Val. Sorry, Val. Uh-huh. Everybody's required mm. to wear a goose feather to the wedding. Oh my God. As I'm sure Val is begrudgingly dressed as a mattress. Jazara and Asha will have to be dressed as like like goose down pillows in like solidarity. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh wait, boy. Wait. wait. I have it. I'm gonna send it to the chat. I gotta find it first though. Okay. Uh, oh Lord. But I wanted to have a much more fun episode than I think. Well, not like less fun. Like not that last last episode wasn't fun, but like a completely different tone to this episode than we had the yeah. last one. So and I had no idea how far you guys would like make it through this, but I figured it would be entirely based on how derailed Sir Goosington made everything. So but um yeah, so he won't be with the party at all times, but he will uh cause some chaos when he's here. So Ew. <laughs> um gotta find I'm trying to find a good I love that Val had was the one who had to fight her own clone. Like that was just amazing. That's my. That's. I mean, who who would have done it better? Yeah, Val's clone just like getting in a hissing contest with her. It's just. 
just back and forth. It was like that could have been the fight for like twenty minutes, just, <laughs> just over and over again. I mean, now that I know it's only gonna last five minutes before they disappear, just hissing. <laughs> it's a hissing contest. It's a hissing fit the entire time. In the meantime, just- Asha just plummets to the ground. It's <laughs> just like. <laughs> And she's just like, uh, and you know, broken ankles. Comes an Asha pancake, basically. <laughs> Asha you know, she pancake. just lands in the barrel of peanut. Um, but the uh, adventure of Solrenia has begun. You uh, made some frenemies, mm-hmm. I guess. Not really friends, not really enemies. Well, you intrigued I'd say some people. Friends with some of us. Yeah, the, the friends Asha made friends. Asha Val made friends. Made frenemies. I think you guys have just intrigued a lot of people. Basically, is what's happened, and um, it's it's been an event. It's been an adventure, and we will see where the next one goes. So, I have no idea where every session is going to go. So I know it's always just That's like. Fair. Hmm. That's fair. I had no idea, like, how far you guys would get or, like, what would be derailed and when. And it's just, like, and uh, I knew I was going to do, like, the little side thing with Sir Goosington. But what happened to him was just off the top of my head. Like, I knew I wanted him to go get stuff, but uh, so he could start collecting his own little collection. But because uh, he sees Valkaria's little thing, like, she's been collecting stuff, so now he wants to collect things, too. So. Oh, he wants his friend. I love it. He wants to start collecting things too, and he's got his little little weapon, little bag, and everything like that. I love that. He's like he has a shiny, so he's got. Uh huh. He has a shiny, so and a pretty red bow. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. That was all kind of like off the top of, of, of my head for the most part of what he was going to do. Because I'm just like, I'm just going to wing it. It'll be more interesting if I just wing it. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah. So thank you guys so, so much for joining uh, me once again as we play D&D. And thank you to all of our lovely listeners for joining us in our next uh, session for the Nameless City campaign. Um, all of the tables with the exception of the wild magic table that one was uh an in-house homebrew but the tables of trinkets that the uh, party found in the hut all came from dndspeak.com and you guys can go find their many many lists of d100 lists uh there and uh yeah so i will do more exclaimer like disclaimers at the end after i find out what kind of music i'm using so <laughs> Here's a blooper for y'all. And uh, with that, we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns. Oh, that's that's beautiful. That's about uh, what was it, Gusario? That's beautiful. Uh. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Oh, yeah. Years from now, as I, I'm just gonna have like a bad day, and just Gusaria is just gonna pop into my head, and I'm just gonna change my whole day. <laughs> I've added to my notes as ship name for Val and Sir Goosington. <laughs> oh, love it. May the ship never sink. <laughs>